Summit Spartan Playoff Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Holland's Pharmacy, Sands Fence Company, The Garbage Man, Davis Heating and Cooling, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Murray Regional Hospital, Browns Body Shop, Quickmark Convenience Stores, Ten Pin Alley, Right Care Clinic, Kubota of Franklin, Beck Dental, and by Jimmy Petty Benchmark Realty. With the call of the quarterfinal matchup from Shackle Island with Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. playoffs after the win over Columbia and Hillwood, number one seed from Region 5, 11-1 Summit Spartans hits the road northbound on Interstate 65 to meet the number one seed from Region 6, Beach Buccaneers, they're 10-1, the series has been all beach, 2-0, let's take you back down memory lane, 2018, a triple overtime game here at Beach, 45-42, Wade played his freshman year. 2017, a 22-16 win at Summit. Both were playoff-eliminating losses for Summit, and head coach Brian Coleman remembers it. This is the old saying, get the monkey off your back. This is what this can mean for Coach Coleman and Summit. The two teams have been in the upper echelon in 5A football for the last couple of years. Going over the bracket quickly, Summit will play Beach, the winner, uh, of Henry County and Clarksville Northeast will face off to go to the state championship. Sounds exciting. Once again, as I mentioned, these two teams have been in the upper echelon. So the storylines tonight's game, dominating performance over Hillwood two weeks ago in the first round of the playoffs, 42-6, to and continued success, especially from the defensive side, over Columbia. Number two, can uh, Summit beat Beach for the first time in school history? And number three, no Keaton Wade as of now in the playoffs. So we'll bring in Matt Rogers as we kind of dodge the national anthem. I'll keep you posted on that. But, Matt, before we break down the offense and defense, welcome in, buddy. How you feeling tonight? Feeling fantastic. Thanks so much. Uh, excited to be here, man. The environment here is is different than anything that we have felt so far, I can tell you that. And um, I, I'm excited. I mean, this is playoff football. So anyone listening right now, definitely anyone at the game, you can feel it in the air. The atmosphere is different, and you cannot help but feel excited right now for what's about to happen. Yeah, it is. And, and Matt, we're going to toss it to you. What have you seen the first two weeks? First two to weeks. Make you, to make you feel like, you know, this could be another win for Summit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hillwood, uh, like like I said two weeks ago, the Spartans played textbook football that night. I mean, literally, you know me, I don't want to overhype things, and I'm not overhyping when I tell you that they played perfect football. From offensive line, defensive line, the quarterback play, the rushing game, the defense, blitz packages, from Melton to uh, to Coach Coleman. I mean, it was perfect so far uh, that they pulled everybody after the first half. Uh, when you go into Columbia Central, 
We talked earlier about the offensive line rating at a B- minus from Coach Coleman. And unfortunately, in my opinion, they earned that grade last week, the B-minus from the offensive line, which is why we went from a 35-0 game the first time we played them to a, at some point a nail-biter at some points of the game. And we ended up finished 28-14, but thank God for the defense last week because I wasn't too excited about the offense last week like I was in week one against Hillwood. And you, we talked about Summit beating Beach for the first time, how tough it is. You've been a player before. You, if you never won at a school or against a school, you got it. As I mentioned, Coach Coleman's got to get the monkey off his back. Yeah, absolutely. And, and talking with Coach Coleman, I always try to look at this. You know, I've, I've played, I've coached, and now being in the booth. Uh, can Summit beat Beach? The answer is absolutely. How are they going to do that uh, is if the team that showed up against Hillwood shows up tonight, I think they could pull out the victory. If the Summit team shows up tonight that showed up last week, I really think they're going to have a tough time beating this Buccaneer team. Here's the key. The key is protect the football. You hear that all, you know, all the time, but against a team like this, the Buccaneers are not going to let you make too many mistakes and walk out with a victory in their house. It's just not going to happen. So, the team from two weeks shows up. You protect the football. I really do believe that the Spartans will win this game. The, the, the key of what the Buccaneers are going to try to do tonight is they're going to try to keep our offense off the field. Uh, you, you rattle off, the, you know, you were telling some scores in the past, those 45 to 42 scores. I don't see that tonight. I think the Bucks really want – I don't see a blowout on either side of the ball. I think the Bucks want to keep this tight. I think either way, it could be something like a a 28-27 game or a 21-20 game. But I think that's what the Buccaneers are going to try to do tonight. They're going to try to keep our offense on the field, off the field, and ground and pound with their running game. And you mentioned a one-point game. It could come down to Crane, the kicker for uh, Summit. Let's go back through uh, memory lane here in the playoffs. Wade, 85 yards passing in round one, 81 yards in round two. Three touchdown passes against Hillwood, one against Columbia. Here's the stat I want to stick out to you guys. Rushing 39 um, against rushes against Hillwood for 316 yards. Wade only had 44 of it. Now you spin this to Columbia. 48 team rushes, 398 yards rushing. Wade, 26 carries, 242 yards. Here's why I say that. Three touchdowns for Wade. King was the the next closest to him at 51. King averaged 3.9 per attempt. Wade, 9.3. So here's what we're going to go against Beach tonight. 3-4 defense. They're going to try to squeeze down the line of scrimmage. Look for Summit to run some backside passing routes with Jolly and Pierce to take advantage of of some corners, and maybe even a linebacker on a tight end. And Matt will kind of toss it over to you. Yeah, with the, I mean, the offensive line for the Spartans should win this battle tonight. Now, Beach is a very tough team. They're going to try to out-tough the Spartans. But from a size standpoint, this defense is short and stocky which is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because we're bigger up front, and theoretically we should be able to move the ball. I think we're going to be able to do that tonight. But they're stingy. 
They're tough. They squeeze those gaps hard. They're going to try to and close our gaps down and shut down the run. Now, whether that's possible, I don't know. It remains to be seen. We haven't really seen anybody do it so far. But that is their <laughs> game plan. So another thing that they're going to try to do is, is I like to call it kind of like a strong side defense. They're going to they're gonna stack our tight end, and they're going to overstack that strong side. So, like you said, expect some weak side passes and definitely expect some weak side runs. We've been talking about that scissor play, or as Coach Coleman calls it, the mojo where you kind of hand it off to the right and then reverse quickly to the, to the weak side. I'm gonna, I, I think we're going to see a lot of that tonight. Expect the weak side run. And I'm just going to call it right now. I believe in the Spartans. Expect us to win up front. If we win up front tonight on the offensive side of the ball, we will win this game. Summit rushing, a stat you need to keep in mind if you're listening at home. Summit averages about 270 yards per game rushing, a little bit over 265 total over 380 last week. So that's going to boost that number just a little bit. But what I tell you, if they get to that number, I think there's a really good chance Summit comes away with the win. Now we spin it towards Alex Melton. He came over, as we mentioned, with Coach Coleman. Coach Coleman says he runs the defense, never gets involved with Coach Melton. Coach Melton in the playoffs, his defense, as we uh, scroll down against Hillwood, 43 plays for 161 total yards, six points. Versus Columbia last week, 46 plays, 205, 14 points and negative 29 yards rushing. Shocking a, a couple people as Columbia uh, was able to throw across the middle, a lot of dig or uh, patterns coming across the middle, but negative 29 yards rushing. So here's what we do know. Beach is physical. They're going to be more physical than the Franklin offensive line, as you remember there. Coach Crabtree is going to run a lot of power from Beach. Even you're going to hear the word smokestack or three words, smokestack I. What does that mean? It's old throwback. So you, and Matt's going to talk about that as well. You're not going to see many passes from Beach. They're going to be very concise when they do it, and, and, and precise may be the right word for that too as well. Summit's going to load one more man in the box. John Sloan's going to get the uh, honor to do that tonight, and Matt – Beach offense first, Summit defense. Well, I'll tell you this. The first time y'all brought me out here and I started analyzing the Summit Spartans, one of the first things that caught my eye was Alex Melton, the defensive coordinator. I liked his energy. I liked his vibe. I saw him in the first practice. He's excited. He's hyped. And then the more I started to be around the football program, the more I thought, this guy really knows his defense. I think for me, that has been the biggest pleasant surprise is the Spartan defense. They have absolutely showed up and showed out in the playoffs, completely shutting down the running game. And then, you know, just going back to that Franklin game, the only loss for the Spartans, the defense did really, really good, especially in that first half against that huge offensive line. Remember, Franklin had those two Division One tackles and in my opinion, the defensive line, it's not even an opinion, it's a fact. The defensive line ate those dudes up. Now, towards the end of the game, they wore us down a little bit, and of course, we end up losing the game. But my point is, we can hang with the big boys, and that is what Beach is going to try to do tonight. Very similar to Franklin in terms of run philosophy. You, you know, they have the ability with their running back to break it outside for a big play, but the philosophy is three yards, three yards three yards because in the second I'm sorry in the second half the third and fourth quarter those three yards in their philosophy is going to turn to four five six yards and that's what they're going to try to do to beat us tonight they're going to try to keep our offense off the field how do you do that you do that by putting together eight 
nine-minute drives. And that's why I said at the beginning, I think this is going to be not only just a tight game, but maybe a lower-scoring game that the Spartans are used to if Beach can do what they want to do, which is ground and pound. And then just kind of piggyback off of what you said, Coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coach Melton wants to do a 4-2 against this run. Insert big night for Johnny Sloan. We're going to see that four-man front. And Maddox Reed, typically the defensive lineman, the big number 42, he's going to play the outside linebacker position, but they're going to stack him down on the line, and it's going to look like he is a defensive lineman. But, again, biggest uh, red flags for Coach Coleman and Coach Melton is do not let that running back break to the outside. That's going to be number three, Tyshawn Jefferson. He's a player. He's an athlete. He's quick, and he's going to try to break outside. And if he does, it's not going to be good for the Spartans. We're going to take a commercial break. National Anthem here. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in. We are live here at Shackle Island Stadium, the home of the Beach Buccaneers. I'm joined alongside with Matt Rogers. And let me tell you, these teams look a lot alike. Beach in the blue jerseys, blue pants, white helmets. Summit, all white tonight, but they're both, both orange and blue. So one's dark, one's uh, the light color tonight, and it is amazing here. As uh, Before we go into the special teams, Matt, I, I do want you to mention uh, or talk about the AstroTurf. It's been inserted into the beach field. What does that do for someone maybe uh, who's never played on it and then kind of how that affects the game tonight? Well, aesthetically, I could tell you this. I mean, I've been around 42 years old now, uh, and I've been around football my entire life. I've played it, and, you know, in some opinions, the best stadiums in the world. I can tell you right now, aesthetically, this is one of the most beautiful AstroTurfs I've ever seen. Uh, from the colors to the texture, everything, got a chance to go down there. And uh, and Justin Lamb said the same thing. It is one of the most – I don't know if this sounds weird, but whatever. I'll say it the way I'm hearing it in my head. It's one of the most, like, spongiest, softest turfs that I've ever – you're laughing at me, but it is. Like, it's, it's almost kind of like uh, you're stepping on, like, a Tempur-Pudic mattress. It's, it's different, and I don't know the answer to this, but I'll throw it out there. I don't know if that – if that hurts us or helps us, I don't, I, I don't know if it's going to slow us down because I believe we are the faster team. we got the quicker athletes. But it's it's not like your normal AstroTurf. And, again, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying super soft, and they probably do that to prevent injuries. But aesthetically beautiful, texture-wise, it's a little maybe soft. It might slow us down. But, again, when you think about the game plan, I think that's kind of why they did it because they like to be that ground and pound, you know, kind of beat you up front two, three yards of carry. So, Maybe that's why they did it, but uh, that's kind of the scene. And I talked to Coach Coleman. He mentioned the turnovers, and the turnovers could be his keys to the game. Before we get Matt's shortly, uh, remember two drives stalled against Columbia last week with a penalty, and it was a big one. It was 10-plus yards, so Summit couldn't convert, and that uh, derailed their scoring chances. I will tell you inside the numbers, Summit 11-1, Beach 10-1. Offensively, check this out. Listen how close this is. Summit averages 33.5 a game. Beach, 35.6. Defensively, Summit gives up 12. Beach, 12.8. Wow. I mean, these numbers are razor thin. So it could come down to a turnover for uh, the winning team as you got the captains coming out and 
the injury report, pretty much everybody's a go. Switzer had a thigh injury, will play. Dippled had an ankle injury, will play. Turner has an ankle injury, will play, but not start. So that's where we are. And, Matt, it's about go time, so your keys to the game here. Yeah, keys to the game. I was just going to say I'm expecting uh, Brandon King, number 10, to get the majority of the carries in the backfield. But uh, keys to the game is keep our offense on the field, limit mistakes, and keep the ball. Do not turn this ball over. And at the end of the day, it sounds so cliche, and I don't want to sound this way, but it's the truth. The tougher team is going to win the football game tonight. What does that mean? Who shows up in the fourth quarter? Again, I will be shocked if either one of these teams wins by more than two touchdowns. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and the tougher team is going to walk out of here with the victory. As the captains meet, and it looks like we'll see here. He won it, and they're going to take it. It looks like Summit's going to get the ball first, so we'll go to the starting lineups for your offense. If you're just tuning in, we appreciate you listening. On 101.7 TriStar Sports Radio, Mike Eplin, Matt Rogers on the call. Shackle Island Stadium as both teams about to come out of their respective end zones. And the starting lineup, as we know, the superstar, number one, Mr. Football finalist, Destin Wade, six foot five, 200 and about 15 pounds, and he's everything to the offense. You mentioned Brandon King probably start at tailback. He's going to throw to some receivers of Caleb Jolly. Brady Pierce will be out there as well, and Tanner Shake will be the tight end. Moving left to right on the offense, Matthew Mullen will be the left tackle. Left guard, Sam Jewell, both two-year starters. Tyler Garber, two-year starter at center. As you hear the visiting team, a nice <laughs> round of applause across the way for Summit. And then we're going to finish it off with the first-year starter, Cooper Cook. And, and right tackle. You hear the trainer coming. That's Beach. And it's Mason Richardson gets the start at right tackle. So, Matt, that's the offense. Going to have to do something quick. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you, you were being a little too polite when you said the uh, the applause across the stadium. I'm just going to lay the uh, the environment out for the people listening. Uh, it does not feel like we're pretty welcome here. Uh, and it, it was booze. For our team coming out, you can feel the environment. You and I are kind of on an island here, over here on the visitor's side by ourselves, you know, surrounded by Buccaneers. I'll tell you right now, it is a different feeling being here. It excites me from a football player standpoint, but uh, the, the Spartans are not welcome here. With that being said, you just win and keep going. And, Matt, if you win tonight, your ticket's punched to the final four to get to this state championship let's go i can feel it in my belly baby (laughs) it's big and so keep listening uh as i will tell you uh throughout the night to turn over at uh or should i say tune in to um tristar and we'll get some of these give me one second now as uh actually we're going to start the game they're going to bring up king to return it and you hear the cowbells on the beach side. The ball is going to be placed at the 40, 12 minutes on the clock. The kicker, Guerrero, will be for beach. And here we go. The start of the game, 
the third meeting, and we have a whistle to start it. So, I was just kidding. Nice environment, as we mentioned. <laughs> Getting a little chill in the air. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. It's just, it, it, it's, it's so different from what, uh, you know, I've, you and I have experienced all year. And it's not just because we're on the visiting side, you know, but uh, it, it's exciting. It, it, for me, it wasn't like this too much in, in, in California. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's different. I love it. And they're saying a player has to step off the field. J.P. Courtney, a defensive back on the left side, of the kick team has to go out. And it looks like it's a jersey issue. So they stop the game. Ooh, he's not happy either. That referee does not look happy. Moved it back and talking to Coach Crabtree and saying this is what happened. And you can agree or disagree, but that's what happened. And it's going to be kicked a bullet to King at the 9. Check it, 14 20 25, down at the 28, and as we mentioned, here come the Summit Spartans, led by Destin Wade. Eight eight seconds into the game, zero to zero, and you could bet Wade's going to run a lot of these plays out of the gun. He's going to have two wide receivers to the left, and Wade is going to be in the shotgun. And it will be King off the left hip. Wade will fake it and actually give it to King for one yard. So he uh, ran the read zone to the right there. Uh, The interesting thing was he gave it to King. It was a short gain, maybe one if we're lucky. But I'll tell you, that weak side for Destin Wade was wide open if he would have kept that. I'm sure the coach is keyed on that, and that is not the last time we'll see that play. Next time, Destin keeps it, and it could be really good for the Spartans. Remember, uh, it was big for Wade's running ability as man in motion. And it got a direct snap, and that's the King who catches the ball right behind the center, and he'll go for about six. It'll be third and three. Yeah, I like that there, the direct snap. It just keeps the defense on their toes because every single eye in the stadium, especially the coaching staff for Beach, is eyeballing number one Destin Wade. So to switch it up like that, it keeps you guessing, it keeps you on your heels, and to get a nice positive gain like that is a good sign for the Spartans early. Well, Jolly's on the left and Pierce to come to the right. Uh, We're about a minute and 15 seconds, and already Summit has a third and three, and Destin Wade... Has not run the football yet. We'll see if he elects to do this. It's an option down the line. Wade breaks open first down over to the 43-yard line. So a big run for eight yards. Yeah, you know, a nice run for eight yards. But the biggest thing that I was happy to see was you could have drove a truck through that hole. That was a fantastic job by the left side. And that gave positive yards for Destin Wade. If they can continue to do that all night, it's going to be a good night for the Spartans. First down on the 43 of Summit. So a nice conversion there by Destin Wade using his legs to get the first down. Two wide receivers out. Wade still in the shotgun two minutes into the game. Wade will run it. Wade's got an opening. Wade, oh, ankle tackled. He got nine. 
Yeah, they got a little bit lucky there with that ankle tackle, and exactly like we talked about in the beginning. What Coach Coleman did there is he run a tackle over. So it looks like double tight end on the right-hand side. Beach is going to stack that strong side. So what do you do? You take the, one of the best quarterbacks in Tennessee, run him off the weak side, and that will be there all night if they continue to go to the well. A nice drive going for Summit, crossing midfield to the 48 of Beach. Two minutes 40 seconds in the game. Here comes King right to left across the formation. Fakes it. Wade's going to run right. Wade broke one tackle, two tackles, three tackles. Wade with the first down he needed one and got five. Yeah, Wade was a little bit fortunate there to get that first down. What I don't like is how wide he's holding that ball. He's getting a little bit too loose as he's carrying that ball again. Tonight, protect the football. Do not put that on the ground. Worked out well for the Spartans that time for the first down. But, Wade, please. Tuck that ball in when you run. It's hard to manipulate the speed and actually the physicality of Wade if you haven't seen a player six foot five, two 215 pounds. As you can see, smoke coming from his space mass, the breath there out from Wade. And Wade's going to hand it off to King. King, nice pursuit, goes backwards for a yard. Yeah, fly stretch is what we call it to the left side. Nobody home. They overstacked that side, and that just wasn't happening. you got to think – uh, you know, without throwing a pass yet, right now the coaches are just trying to get a read on what this defense is trying to do. And, and Coach Coleman said early on, look it, I don't think they're going to throw anything at us that we haven't seen. They want to do what they want to do, talking about Beach, and uh, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're not going to change up too much tonight. Eight minutes, 30 seconds left in the first quarter. Zero to zero, second and eleven. Wade will throw it. Wade's got it across the middle. Jolly breaks free. Strikes down the middle of the field, and it's a TD, baby. Summit ahead first. A great start, great drive for the Spartans, and exactly like we were talking about. Coaches were eyeballing that defense, and Beach went to the man coverage, and I'll tell you right now, this defensive backfield is not the best that Summit has seen, and if they're going to run man coverage against this offense, that's going to be there all night. Fantastic throw and catch, and Jolly for the touchdown. Phenomenal start. Quain with the extra point. It is a nice one right down the middle. We'll take a commercial break. 7-0. to You're listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. 8-17 first quarter. Summit strikes first. 7-0 with a nice pass play from Destin Wade to Caleb Jolly across the middle. A slant pattern. Jolly beat his man to the spark, then busted right up through the middle of the field and crossed the goal line. So that's nice work for uh, Summit is now the ball will be placed on the 40-yard line. And it will be Crane kicking off. And it's a short one. Got to run up and get it. And it hits the ground, picked up at the 30. And out to the 32-yard line goes Odin. Odin, one of the starting receivers. Quarterback would be Xavier Jones would be the senior quarterback. And keep a listening, Tyshawn. Jefferson is the main back, and once again, as we mentioned, we'll get the starting lineups for Summit on defense shortly as Beach will start on the 34-yard line. As we have shotgun, Jones, man in motion, and we have a whistle. That's a good sign. 
and a timeout called by Beach. So Interesting, huh? Yeah, on your first series. So I will tell you, the playoffs are here, and TriStar Sports Radio has you covered. Keep up with the scores from all across Tennessee by following TriStar Friday Night Live on Twitter at TriStar FNL and see our live bracket updates at TriStarSportsRadio.com. TriStar Friday Night Live covering the playoffs as it happens and reaction after the lights turn off. TriStar Friday Night Live. So check it out there. Um, as, as you know that the winner will go to the semifinal game, and I will give you the starters now for Summit. Trey Hunter, Jesse Brimmeyer, John Sloan, and Maddox Reed will be on the front. Is going to move Maddox down. And then you'll have Jolly and Jacob Turner. Gavin Wells will play. He's been injured off and on. And then on the uh, corners, Ja'Kayla Cotton and Kaneda Works. And in the safety position will be Brady Pierce and also Aiden Bird. So those are your starters. Is The tall task for uh, Works as he guards Sheely, the big receiver. They're going to try to throw it, and no one is over there. No one got on the receiver, and he goes for a touchdown from the 36-yard line as Jefferson just catches it 10 yards and runs down the field. So what happened was pre-snap, Kanata Wirtz and Ja'Kalen Cotton, huge miscommunication, almost like they were arguing, no, you go, no, you go, and that left him wide open. I mean, that was just backyard football play and catch. I mean, he was wide open, huge miscommunication on the defense. And again, you cannot make these types of mistakes in playoffs, let alone coming in Beach's house. How does that happen, Matt? You know, it's it could have been a different coverage, that, or uh, I'm sorry, a different front that they saw, but uh, they were arguing early on, and I was like, oh my God, someone cover him, someone cover him, because that's the fastest player on Beach. So, it is. I mean, if you give that kid a yard, it's not going to be good, but if you give him a whole field, yeah, that's what happens. So a blown coverage here at Shackle Island Stadium at 759, and Beach answers with one whip. That's amazing. Uh, so now the extra point is up and good. We'll take a commercial break. Seven to seven's a score. You're listening to Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in. As I mentioned, 7.59 in the first quarter. And both teams are already on the board. So, Matt, your prediction to go low tonight may not work. <laughs> whoever whoever was taking the under with me, uh, we're not looking good so far. But i got to tell you, Alex Melton has to be fuming right now. First play of the game, miscommunication on a coverage. I mean, nobody saw this game starting out like this, but I, I assume that they'll get that cleaned up. From the 11, King out to the 25. Summit's next possession. So you have to answer, and why not with the Mr. Football finalist, Destin Wade. And that's the drive you wanted, Matt, to start the game. You ran a couple of plays 
two first downs and a 45-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this. If, if, if the Spartans can put together the same drive or similar, milk three to five minutes off the clock and walk away with a touchdown, this is really, really good for Summit because, again, it's almost like the other offense hasn't even really stepped on the field yet, and that will wear on them, especially in this weather. Off tackle will go King to the line of scrimmage nowhere. It's interesting to see uh, on that one, uh, Beach made a little bit of adjustment and they added that extra defensive back, that extra safety back there. So now they went from a cover zero, which is true man coverage, to a cover one. Basically what cover one means is there's one safety back there just in case they try to throw that pass and burn them like they did last time. John Dippold in the game now with Wade in the backfield off the left side and he will fake it. Wade's going to run it. One, two, three, four. Five yards, so they're halfway there to the first down marker. It'll be third and five on the 30. Yeah, and that was just that read zone again. It was that first play they ran of the first drive where we talked about them giving it to the strong side and giving it to King. And I said they're going to come back to that, and Wade's going to keep it. That's what they did right there. This time, same play. Wade kept it, went to the weak side, gain of about five or six, and uh, here we go, another big down. 6.49, first quarter, 7-7. Seven to seven. Summit. Beach, Wade, another big third down. Man in motion off the left. Wade's going to fake the screen. He's going to throw it back. Got Oh, he dropped it. Pierce dropped it, hit him right in the hands, two yards beyond the first down marker. You think he's got the sure hands, but he dropped that one. Yeah, great play call. Once the Spartans motioned, you saw the Beach defense kind of uh, kind of switched to that cover, too, and what that did was that left the middle wide open for Pierce coming across the middle when that slant, and it was just throw and catch, and unfortunately he dropped the ball. He was, he was, he was wide open. Jefferson back deep along with Stewart, and the punt by Pierce, a rocket up in the air, fielded at the 33, back to the left, and a nice return, so nice field position. We'll stay here as Beach will start at the 45. So, yeah, this is going to be uh, really interesting right here. Not, not what we wanted to see in terms, of, uh, in terms of that drive. We'd obviously want to see a little bit more, at least to get a first down. But it'll be interesting here to see what Beach does and, and, and how the Spartans' defense comes out to play because uh, that first one, miscommunication, not good. Under center, it will be Jones, flips it back. And spinning his way, shifting his way is Jefferson for about seven. So uh, just by watching the way that Beach lined up that time, I now know what happened on the last drive where they scored in that first play. Typically they're going to run that stack eye, that bunch offense. And when they came out for the first play, it was spread. And then the Spartans were looking at each other like, well, what do we do? They're in a spread offense. We're not used to this. And that's what the miscommunication was. So here we go now, second and four. And uh, this is what Beach wants to do. Two wideouts for Jones to the right side. Jefferson behind him, hands off to Jefferson, and he's a shifty player. He will go for about another seven, two yards beyond the first down marker. You know, it's incredible to look at that running back, Tyshawn Jefferson. The program lists him at 5'8", 175, and, 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 and I don't mean this um, as a dig, but he looks even smaller on the field, which makes him faster and shiftier looking, like almost like a, like a Darren Sproles from the you know the the Saints back in the day, man. That's what he looks like. And another timeout because a player was not on a receiver. 
So they got to call a timeout, and we will as well. 5.32, it's 7-7. to You're listening to Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Summit Spartan Playoff Football is on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back in. 5.32, first quarter, 7-7. Beach driving on their second possession. And it's unfortunate uh, as bring back Matt one first down and you're already cross midfield with that field, with the good field position. Yeah, you know, it just seems, um, and I'm sure they're going to adjust it a little bit, but it just seems like the defense was a little bit unsure. It's kind of like they, they were in uh, shell shock coming out on the field. So hopefully they rebound. Now Jefferson to get it again. Jefferson just keeps shifting, and Hunter hung on to his left ankle, but he goes for eight. Uh, I can tell you right now, this is hands down the quickest and most shiftiest back that the Spartan defense oh, has yeah. seen. I, uh, I I didn't expect him to be this quick, this shifty. Again, I'll compare him to Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, one of the uh, smaller great NFL players from back in the day. He was small. He was shifty. He was tough to tackle. And that's exactly what Jefferson is. I think people know Alvin Kamara in the in pros. He's a lot like him. And another penalty, or should I say the first, but – on offsides, and I will tell you this, I'm not going to sugarcoat this, the defense looks way out of sorts. Yep. It's just it is what it is. Yeah, they, they look, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the height of the game. I don't know if it's, you know, hey, we've never done well against this team or we're in their house. It's a different feel, but they are definite, they, they definitely don't look like the Spartans that we've been used to for the past 12 games. A pistol. Formation will hand off to Jefferson up the middle, and he slammed down to the ground. Nice tackle by Gavin Wells. Yeah, Gavin Wells, and of course uh, Jesse Brimmeyer right there in the middle. Another thing that I'm analyzing is, I mean, if you would agree, Epley, our defense looks twice as big as their offense, especially up front. So uh, again, Beach is going to try to ground and pound. They're short, they're stocky. We outsize them clearly with the eye test, so it's going to be interesting to see how that comes into play. Second down and eight on the 27 of Summit. Beach driving. We'll hand off just straight dive up the middle. He bounces to the outside like a pinball. He just moves his way to the 15, but we got a flag in the secondary. Yeah, and uh, when I was talking to Coach Coleman yesterday about, uh, you know, biggest no-nos or maybe biggest fears in this game, he said, our number one concern is if Jefferson bounces to the outside because he is very, very hard to bring down. So, obviously, they're going to try to keep him inside of the numbers or, or sorry, inside of the tackles because when he bounces outside, that's extremely dangerous for the Spartans. So, think about this. It was about a 15-yard gain with the holding penalty. Uh, Beach gained a yard and is going to have to repeat second down. Now, it's second down and six and not first down. Uh, on the 15 and to be on the 25. And I can tell you the locomotive will be Jefferson tonight for sure. 355, first quarter, 7-7 is the score. Going to toss it left. Oh, it's on the ground. Ball's on the ground. And everybody's going after it. The Summit have it. And no, with a left claw, Jefferson gets it back. It was a great pitch 
from Jones, it just hit the deck. Yeah, you know, we talk about it all the time, especially for you young kids out there listening. It was as simple as he took his eyes off the ball. Jefferson started looking for his running lane upfield and didn't watch the ball touch his hand. And it was as simple as a two-yard pitch, and that's why you got to keep your eye on that ball. But it's good for the Spartans because now it's third and nine, and this is a big down for Summit. Destin Wade will come into the game. Destin Wade will be on a speedster on the outside, so watch out. Is this third and nine? They're gonna uh, nope. They're gonna say there's a flag on the play before that, and we have a false start. So now it's gonna be third and fourteen for Beach. It's interesting to see how mistakes are hurting both teams. Of course, on this one, good for the Spartans because of the false start, but uh, again turnovers and mistakes could be or i'll just say will be the indicator to who is going to win this game right here and in third and 14 for the buccaneers they don't want to pass the ball they want to run it so it's going to be interesting to see how this comes out and it's still they kind of come in that double tights yeah watch out for long or someone at tight end he likes to throw to but it's going to be a reverse uh pass but the pursuit's there they're still going to throw it and it's behind the target. So they run the double reverse pass, and Stewart tried to throw it, but it was behind. Actually, the guy said it was going to go to the tight end, Jackson Long. So now it's fourth and 14. Yeah, Jackson Long, the big tight end. He's 6'4", 210. He looked open, but I can tell you right now, Ja'Kalen Cotton was right behind him. Uh, not worried about that at all. If it wasn't a bad pass, he would have batted it down. And it looks like Beach is going to go for it. You're in no man's land here. You're on the 34. It would be a 51-yard kick off the left hash. Or you could try to pin Summit deep. Beach elects to go for it with 239 in the first quarter. Going to throw it to the outside. Over the head. Way past the intended receiver, Gage Stewart, the senior, six foot. 170 turnover on down, so here comes Wade. Yeah, not a chance on that one. Words with textbook coverage. I trust him tonight on defense if if the Buccaneers are going to try to pass. They're not known for their pass. They're not great for their pass. I know, again, they popped one on, on Spartans early, but it was clearly a miscommunication. So I don't expect much of a passing game from the Buccaneers unless they get down by two scores. The Spartans' defense settled down. 232 left in the first quarter. It's 7-7. Seven seven. Throws it out. Jolly jumps, catches it, screen, makes one man miss, two miss, and he's up to the 40-yard line, gain of seven. Yeah, just a nice quick pass to that wide-out Jolly. It's one-step turnaround, and uh, Jolly did a good job of making the uh, cornerback miss a tackle, and uh, he he caught the ball at pretty much the negative one and uh, turned it into a positive seven-yard gain, so nice job there by Jolly. The Spartans' offense throwing the ball well tonight, so that's going to keep the Buccaneers on their heels. 159 first quarter. Man in motion. It's Pierce, but Wade will run the opposite way. Wade bangs his way in the middle. Wade first down by two yards, a gain of six. Yeah, you're exactly right, Epley, when you said it's going to keep the defense off uh, on their heels because that's what they've done. They've completely rearranged their defense. Instead of stacking that strong side now, it's kind of like they went to what Melton does in that 4-2 defense. you got four down linemen, two linebackers, and they've really dropped those corners back and added an extra safety because they're respecting the pass now. Wade in shotgun, first down on the 46. Wade's just going to run a draw to the left. Wade bulldozes his way for seven. 
Yep, and that's just that uh, good old-fashioned power left with Destin Wade carrying the ball. And if that's any indicator, a solid six, almost seven yards. And it looks like, I mean, the Spartans can do that all night. If they could keep their poise, we are winning the battle on the offensive line front. And that's very encouraging for me to see because I think that is a key to winning this game. Across midfield, the Spartans go. One minute left in the first quarter. Wade will roll right. Wade's going to throw down the field and out of the fingertips of Pierce. That would have been a tough catch for Pierce at about the 15. Yeah, so what Coleman does there, it's called an RPO, a run pass option. Kind of the same play that they just got seven yards on. This time they run it to the right with a pass option. Destin liked the single coverage that he saw. Unfortunately, they just couldn't connect, and that's going to bring up a third and about four for him. Yeah, probably a long three, and now you still have the run-pass option on this play. Wade can run it. Don't be shocked if Coleman maybe tries to chew up a little bit to get closer. That's what he elects to do. Wade got it by one yard, the power coming off the left side. The good thing about this is, you know, of course, as fans and spectators, we want to see those big plays. We want to see those big touchdowns. But in a game like this, the longer the white jerseys can stay on the field and milk this thing, it's almost like both offense, both teams have the same philosophy as keep the other offense off the field. Now, that sounds simple, like, duh, of course, because offense scores points. But what matters is clock management, and the Spartans are doing a great job of it on this drive. First time I've seen this all night, Wade is changing the play. At the line of scrimmage, it looked like it was Destin Wade changing it to a pass play with four wide receivers. Wade's going to throw it. There's a flag down. Wade, and he's going to get hit at the 39, 38. That's a gain of six, but it's going back. Yeah, it's going back. That's going to be a holding call. I don't know which offensive lineman it was on, but, uh, you know, I, I like to see Wade do that stuff. He saw something in the defense that he liked, and he wanted to take a shot, but unfortunately with the holding call, there wasn't much happening there. So, so let's circle this play. It would have been second and about five. This is the penalty that I circled against Columbia last week that derailed that drive. Wow. Can can Summit overcome this? This is this is a big dilemma for the offense here. I mean, we talked about mistakes. Instead of second and short, like you said, it, it's first and a mile. And by a mile, I mean, like, what is that looking like? Have we 30? First and 30, maybe? I mean. We, we will not say. <laughs> it's a long it, way. It's long. First. It's very long. And Wade. We got will, them to jump. I think we got them to jump. And it's one second on the play, uh, on the game clock, and they do. What a smart play. So you get five of it back. So now you move from the 40, Summit's 40, back up to the 45. But the line of scrimmage is the other 43. So one second left, and that is going to do it. We are at the end of one. You hear the horn. Shackle Island Stadium. Third round of the playoffs, 7-7. Seven to seven. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. It's the playoffs, and it's on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back in. Start of the second quarter. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. Summit still got a long way to go, but 
tie it up. And it will be about second and check that first and 21 for the Spartans to start the second quarter. So going away from the concession stand, if you're familiar with Shackle Island Stadium, it's a nice one. It's going to be scissors. And the handoff to Dippo. Dippo bounces to the outside. He might have gained the yard. So uh, we saw that earlier on in the season. I haven't seen that in a couple games where they motion King down to right behind the tight end. And then uh, typically what they would do is they'd give it to King and then he would scissor it back the other way. That time they just gave it to the running back. But if we keep seeing that formation where he motions down right behind that tight end, I guarantee you that tight scissor play is coming in the future. 30 seconds into the second quarter, 7-7. to seven. We thought this might be 56-56, to 56. <laughs> but both defenses played well in the second series, so now Summit in their third possession. Wade in the shotgun, two receivers, one on each side. Wade's going to throw it long, puts it up in the air, and... Could have been maybe yeah, pass that's interference. Yeah, a late flag. It was. And a pass interference. You got to. Yeah. And and it will look. It look we're going to wait on the call. Brady Pierce. I can tell you right now. I'm, I'm from a mile away. The crowd's not happy about it, but he completely pushed him. I saw it from up here in the back corner. And we're going to see the call. And honestly, think, think about this at home. It was second and 22. That is a huge call against Beach. It, it, it was the right call, and, and not just because I'm announcing for the Spartans, but I'm happy with the call because it, it, it showed that the referees are paying attention. The guy pushed him. I mean, it, plain and simple. It was a short pass. Brady had to come back for the pass, and the, the defensive back pushed off on it, so it was the right call. It's not a spot foul like in the pros. So still, it's now second down and manageable as Summit on the 40 of Beach needs seven yards for a first down. Wade comes off the right side. Wade will run it in for about two, maybe three. Yeah, it's just that counter off to the right side. And as we've seen throughout the year, or throughout the year this year, uh, the, the Spartans have always made that eight, nine, ten yards, especially with Wade. But again, the later you get in the playoffs, the better teams you play. Those turn into two and three yard runs. So uh, now instead of you know first down like we've been used to all year, it's going to be about third and what a long five. It will be on the thirty eight. But I'll tell you, Wade's been coming off in chunks five, seven, seven, six respectively his last couple of carries. So I would run Wade again here inside. Two minutes, or should I say 10-20 left in the second quarter. Wade's going to throw it, look to throw, and he throws it, and it's complete. And it should be a catch, and it should be. It is, and a nice play by Destin Wade. Yeah, great concentration there by the sophomore. That's, uh, That's Brady Hendricks, the sophomore, coming across the field. And there was a man right in his face. Wade gets the pass off late, and he bobbled it. Concentration, of course, in high school, you only need one foot in. The referee was right there, and uh, that's going to be a first down for the Spartans. That's a huge play, I believe, by the sophomore. It is. I mean, you know, third down, your back's against the wall. You're in a very, very hostile environment. I would even be so bold to say, in all my years, I, I haven't seen 
a high school game. This um, I'm trying not to overhype it, but it you could feel it. It's it's, it's a pretty hostile environment, about as hostile as you could be for high school football. And granted, I'm from the West Coast, Los Angeles. I've been in Long Beach. I've been down there, and uh, it, it, this is different, man. I, I like it. The, 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 crowd, the crowd, the fans are not happy. Well, what happens, Matt? You uh, lose. You lose, and what, Matt? You lose, and you go home. All right. I need you to finish that for me. Ten oh six left. Second quarter. Seven to seven's a score. Four wide receivers for Summit. Wade off the left hash. Wade will throw it. It's complete at the 16. And down to the 12 goes Jolly. The thing that I like about Jolly, you've always heard us say he's like the spark plug on defense. He's one of the few guys that goes both ways for these Spartans. And what I like about him tonight is that's the second, uh, the second or third ball he's caught. And every single time he's made a guy miss. So Jolly's turning these two and three yard catches into eight and nine yard gains. It is an eight yard gain. And we have a timeout by Summit, second down and two. But we're going to stay here. Um, I will let you know. Stay tuned. TriStar Friday Night Live at the half comes your way at the end of this quarter. JP and Coach Mike run down all the scores from all across the state here in the quarterfinal round of the playoffs. It's only on TriStar Friday Night Live at the half on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Uh, Matt, this is a big drive, 9.59 left in the second quarter. But Summit, I'm going to use the word methodically moving the ball. They're doing it, not just running it. Destin Wade, if you're listening at home. Love it. This is the best passing performance of Destin Wade since Independence. He is lightning. He's on target. He's on point. All the balls have a zip. It's tougher to throw in this colder weather, but Wade's doing it. We know that it's next to impossible to stop Destin Wade on the ground. Yes, we know that. I've been waiting all year to really edify and glorify his pass game, the Spartans' pass game. Tonight it looks on point. So with that said, when he can pass, the the run is just icing on the cake. Why is that for people listening at home? Because it makes the defense make adjustments. For somebody like Destin Wade, you want to shut down one thing. And Beach came in here tonight and said, hey, if we're going to win this game, we've got to shut down the run. So if you can shut down the run, but oh, snap, I can pass too. It messes everything up for the defense, and it's very encouraging. And I'll go back to what what we originally talked about. If the Spartans can keep doing this and minimize mistakes, it's going to be very, very good for them, and we won't be going home next week. We'll see. Quarterfinal. It's Beach and Summit. 7-7 seven to seven's the score. We appreciate you tuning in as the officials talking to someone on the Summit sideline. As Coach Coleman will call in the offense. Coach Coleman, double duties, head coach and offensive coordinator and actually offensive line coach as well. I wish I could call these games from the sidelines sometimes because I'm a sideline guy, man. I've been on the sideline my entire life. It's you know, especially in this environment, it's, it's it's tough to be sitting in the in the back corner all the way at the top. It's you know, nobody puts baby in a corner, Epley. That's nobody. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I'm not sure what's going on. We have a uh, the official talking to a police officer on the the left side of the end zone. 
Maybe brought that... two police officers over. Yeah, that is interesting. And we are about to get back to action. 9.59 second quarter. So second and short here, knowing uh, knowing Coach Coleman, I, I would bet the house that this is going to be a run. Uh, you have just under 10 minutes left. You can get a first down in two yards and still a touchdown. I think he's going to, you know, if it was up to him, he would want to score a touchdown but do it in four or five plays. Second down and two on the 13. Summit with the football. Tie football game. Wade cuts it back up in the middle. Wade ricochets off one. Bounces Unbelievable. Off two. He's carrying three. Four, five, down to the five-yard line. Now, what I said, why I said unbelievable is he got hit at the 12-yard line by one guy. Got hit by two guys at the 11-yard line. Three, four, five guys were on his back at the 10-yard line, and he dragged them all the way down to the five. I'm not exaggerating. It took six or seven blue jerseys to bring down Destin Wade, and now it's first and goal on the five. you got to think he's going to keep it on the ground. That's the fourth first down conversion on this drive. Wade comes into the middle, leans, and no. Half yard short. It is so <laughs> fun to watch him run the ball because, like we said a couple weeks ago, he's like a gazelle. When he breaks in the open, he runs so smooth. But he also shows you right there when it gets crunch time, he could lower his head and ram you over. And that's what he did right there. And they'll probably do it again. QB sneak. Wade bounces off. And he needed about a yard. And they're going to say he got back to the line of scrimmage with a QB sneak. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Beach is doing the right thing. They are putting three guys in both A-gaps and just loading the A-gap and the B-gap. The A-gap is between the center and the guard. The B-gap is between the guard and the tackle, and they are loading it up. They're going to say it's a long one. Wade will run it. Wade bounces off one, two, and he should have got Let's see. I don't want to say it yet. And they're going to say literally he is about six inches from getting in man we are on the opposite side it's of hard this to end see zone it's hard to see but you can feel it i mean that came down to the weight room and he came up short here we go fourth and one wade missed the snap he was not ready for the snap and it was six inches and i have no idea why coleman didn't go back under center and try to sneak that close he elected the shotgun. Wade got the snap before he was ready. The ball hits the ground and a loss of one. I'm speechless right now, man. Mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. We'll win you the game. If you don't make them, they'll cost you the game if you do make them. When you're on the one-yard line and a snap is fumbled, not because it slipped out of his hands, but because he wasn't ready for it. I'm shocked like you are that they were in the shotgun. I'm also shocked that they went hurry up. I don't get it. And now, unfortunately, it's the Buccaneers yeah, ball. Yeah, I don't get the hurry up situation here for uh, Summit. 808 and on the three-yard line, Beach would try to pound it. And up the middle with a lot of steam will run Adrian Johnson to the 13 for 11 yards. Now, this is an absolute momentum shift, and I cannot underemphasize that enough. This is a huge defensive series for the Spartans. Hands off, off the left, a gain of one, nice play by Summit. 
to be second down and nine on the 15. Yeah, just to analyze the game a little bit, we have about 740 left. They are on the 10-yard line coming out. The Spartans need to get the ball back here because it's going. they're either going to be able to take control back of the game or they can go down going into halftime and the Bucks get the ball after half. So, again, I can't emphasize enough what a big, big series this is for Melton and the Spartan defense. It was first and five for Summit offense. You run a couple of um, quick plays not getting in. So we'll see what the defense can do. Did well on the second possession. And now Beach is behind Jefferson. We'll go out to the 26-yard line. So what they did there, Beach came out in the double tights. They're running their power run formation. Nothing secretive about it. Nothing surprised about it. And actually, the defense for the Spartans did a good job. They're keeping that running back in the middle. But unfortunately, he turned that one two-yard gain into about a 15-yard pop right up the middle, man. Didn't see that coming. 6.39, second quarter. 7-7. And Beach will run it behind Jefferson. Jefferson will gain five to the 32. Same thing, double tights, power eye. They can give it to the fullback or they can give it to Jefferson nine times out of ten. It's going to be number three, Jefferson, carrying that ball. And, man, you know, you got to give it to the beach. It's not that they're getting dominated or they're not not dominating the defensive line of the Spartans as much as that fullback is getting back into our linebackers. And it's, uh, you know, they're creating a small enough hole for that small running back to get through. Here's the smokestack eye, hands it off to the middle back up the middle and he just hammers his way and he gets excited and runs almost to midfield it's welch check that johnson johnson from the 32 will get it up to the 46 yeah you got both seniors back there running the ball they line johnson up as the fullback and they line up jefferson as the tailback and it's kind of like yeah pick your poison that time they gave it to the fullback and Still working out good for Beach. Here goes Jefferson. Jefferson bounces his way, balls on the ground, and picks it back up. He gains 10. I was just about to say, that that's the second time that that running back has put the ball on the ground. Both times he's gotten lucky, and it's gone back in his favor. The Spartans need a turnover right here, and, and it's highly possible. Uh, you know, Page isn't playing the perfect game. I'm sorry, uh um, Beach isn't playing the perfect game either. They, they've already put the ball on the ground twice. So just as equally as the Spartans have made mistakes, Beach could make a mistake here, and it could be really good for Summit. Yeah, I'm shocked that Summit didn't get in on that. Some we haven't a, seen, that's for no, sure. For sure. It's it's hard to believe. 5.08 uh, left until halftime. They're actually measuring this to see if uh, – he got the first down and about six inches short will be uh, Jefferson, so it'll be second and inches for Beach on the summit, 43. And again, like we talked about, this is what Beach wants to do. They want to keep our offense off the field. They want these long drives. And, I mean, could it be longer starting on the one-yard line? And uh, now they've already advanced all the way to Summit's 44-yard line. Here we go. No, this is the smoke. That's the smoke. (laughs) That's about as smoke as you get. Uh, (laughs) Three running backs behind it, and they want fake the uh, 
to the tailback. Jefferson threw it out in the flats. It was incomplete pass as Jones could not get it to Seeley, the tight end. Yeah, they tried to take a shot there. I mean, second and six inches. They give you the impression they're going to run it. They play action the run. They took a shot and uh, wasn't there for them. It was exciting, man. We could have got a turnover on that one. I'm, I'm anticipating a turnover for the Spartans. Here we go. Smokestack eye formation. Jefferson finds his way, gets to open field, and a shoelace tackle, not before Jefferson was by Brady Pierce. Man, it's it's crazy to watch because it's not like the it's not like the Buccaneer O line are creating these big holes. They're creating tiny gaps. And this shifty little running back is squeaking through, and he's turning in what looks like a one to two yard gain into these 15 and 20 yard gains. It's he, I mean, he's a tough dude to tackle, and uh, it could be a long night for the Spartans if they don't figure this out. Could be. Well, there's an injured player for the Buccaneers, and uh, that's that fullback, that number gonna, 10. We're going to take a commercial break. Give us a minute back at the studio, if you wouldn't mind, for. Uh, 43 left until halftime. It's 7-7. Seven to seven. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in. They give it to Johnson on a first down. He goes for four yards. Uh, so Johnson comes up for four. It's second down. And six on the 25, 340 left until halftime, seven to seven. The smokestack formation for the Buccaneers. As we look and try to get the call, it will be Jefferson. Jefferson will bounce his way for six to the first down marker. They say yes to the 19. What I don't like about this is these short, stocky offensive linemen are down, down, down blocking. And they're beating our defensive line. The, they, they got some serious push there about three, four yards back. And if that's going to happen, it's it's going to create opportunity for this fast, shifty running back. So really want to see the defensive lineman beckon the call right here. Both team teams average in the 30s. 3.07. Going to hand it off to Jefferson. He cuts the outside to the corner. He beats everyone and will score from 19 yards. Yeah, smokestack eye, just like you said. Number one thing this defense doesn't want to let happen is to let him get outside, and that's exactly what he did. Once he gets around the tackles in that perimeter, unless you have two or three guys out there, which this defense doesn't, it's almost impossible to bring this kid down. I I can't emphasize enough how shifty and quick he is once he gets around the outside. I haven't said this much all year. Summit Trails, 14-7. We'll stay here. So I would say the silver lining here for me is we got three minutes to score. We're more than capable of doing that. And in my opinion, it is a must score in terms of momentum for the Spartans. It's still, it's early. It's the first half. But I don't like that the Buccaneers are getting the ball back. I don't like that they have crazy momentum. And I definitely don't like that they just took a 99-yard drive and did not throw a pass or did not complete a pass, sorry. 97. (laughs) Oh, that makes it better. 
Two yards. I, I, that, that's, I'm talking about momentum here. Momentum is huge in any game, any football game, and especially in high school football, especially especially when you're at beach that you haven't beat yet. You need all the momentum you can get, and this will be big if the Spartans can score right here. In a lot of ways, it could be a game changer, Epley. Two minutes and 57 seconds left until halftime, 14 to 7. If Wade can answer, you feel really good about this. If not, you might not. If Beach scores again, that'd be tough. Well, that's a no no. Uh, Beach kicks it out of bounds, so great field position as Destin Wade will start his fourth offensive possession. Scored on the first, went three and out on an incomplete pass. Then a long drive converting one, two, three, four first downs, first and five, and you can't get it in. So here's where you go with the fourth one. Yeah, the positive thing here is that uh, our offense uh, is showing that we can move the ball. We can definitely pass on this lackluster defensive backfield. So uh, this is going to be a big drive right here. I feel good about it. You got some good-sized receivers, Jolly being one. On the outside, Wade's going to elect to throw it. Oh, yeah. Jolly's wide open at the 39-45 and down to the 49. And Jolly says, move the chains, let's go, gain a 13. That's his fourth catch of the night. Uh, I kind of feel like, especially after that big one that he broke, he, he's got to be close to that 100-yard receiving mark already in the first half. That's a great sign, especially for a player like Jolly, who, which we've called the spark plug of this team. He's got energy, you know, all over the field. I think the defensive backs right now are, are just turning their back. They cannot keep up with it. Wade finds again. So what they're doing, Wirtz got it now into the flats for 14 yards. They're turning their back to try to keep up with the speed of Beach, and they're basically going underneath of them. Yeah, here's exactly what Coleman yeah. told me on the phone yesterday. I want to run the ball. I want to establish the running game. But if I have to pass, I can. And he's showing that he can do that right now which you know a lot of good signs for Destin Wade you know showing people that hey I could throw the ball I'm not just a one a one trick pony well here comes the other part of the pony up the middle Wade bounces off a tackle and gets seven a nice gain and you want to keep the clock moving you want to hit double zero when you score yeah again uh we've already moved the ball what 40 plus yards in under a minute so now we are uh Knocking on the red zone. We're on the 31-yard line, about to hit the red zone. And uh, it's looking real good for the Spartans. It shows dominance on the offensive side, which I like. Here we go. Inside two minutes, Wade will look to throw. Wade runs up the middle. Wade breaks away from one tackle, runs into his own man, King. King almost knocked him down, but not before a first down to the 24-yard line, an eight-yard run for Wade. Great choice, and I know I'm a homer when it comes to offensive line, and I talk about it you know, maybe a little bit too much for listeners just because I'm an O-line guy, but I've been saying all year I would love to see the offensive line do a better job pass blocking, and so far tonight they've done absolutely phenomenal. Wade waited in the pocket, wasn't there, and then he ran. Well done. 148. Finally... They're giving uh, Beach a couple of seconds. Wade's going to throw it. P.I. Oh, again. And he's colliding. Unbelievable and his catch. his head went off, but he still caught it for the touchdown. Brady Pierce. He was clothesline at the two-yard line. The pass interference flag came out. Pierce kept the concentration, reeled it in, 
for a 24-yard touchdown. When we talked about taking momentum back, I don't think we could have ordered anything better off the menu. A blatant pass interference, borderline wrestling move clothesline, and he still catches the ball for a touchdown tie ball game after this extra point. Unbelievable momentum shift. It is up to Ryan Crane now to tie it, and Destin Wade is going bonkers with this passing game tonight. He is throwing left, right, down the field, across the middle, in the flats. It is unbelievable. Now you just need your defense. You might tell your defense, you give me one or two more stops, and we feel good about it. Because, once again, Summit's been able to move the football. The kick is up and good. We'll take a commercial break. 135 left until halftime. We're tied here. Beach and Summit. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. Summit Spartan Playoff Football is on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back in. It is an exciting first half here at Shackle Island Stadium. 14 to 14 is the score. You couldn't ask for better weather as well. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. Matt now with 135 left. Your coach Melton, Coach Coleman, what do you do? Do you, you kind of pull the dogs back a little bit and run a little prevent, or are you still running your normal defense? Yeah, you're running your normal defense. This is exactly what Melton wants in a lot of ways. You don't want this game to get out of hand because that allows Beach to run the football. You want to make them. You want to make them pass. Here's why. I'm just going to say it because they can't. They can't pass on the Spartans. They really can't. They're averaging, what, 8 to 10 passes a game. They want to beat you on the ground. Melton's ready for the ground, and he has the better team if they're going to try to air it out. So it's good. There's only 120 left. You're going to have to see him throw the ball. Going to be interesting to see what Beach does. Yeah, the kickoff return runs out to the 43-yard line, so it's a nice run to start the drive, should I say return, for Beach. 14 to 14 to score, 127 off to the left and absolutely nowhere. That's the best play all night, and you can hear the fans, and that's big Mason Richardson in the middle. Big Mason Richardson. It looked like he went in for Johnny Sloan, and he came up huge right there. No huddle offense. Here they go. 108, and Beach is going to try to run it again. And another collision is Pierce stuffs Jefferson for a gain of two. Now you're in a situation where Crabtree, you're Third and eight on your own 46. What do you do here? Uh, You do the same thing that Melton has been doing. He made an adjustment. He put in Richardson on defensive line. And, man, has it been paying off. Uh, Brady Pierce coming from the strong safety position, making the tackle on the line of scrimmage. And here we go. Third and eight. Beach has to throw. Can they do it? Well, We'll I will tell you this. Crabtree has taken about 20 seconds to – to run this play, so he might be conceding it as a screen pass up the middle, and it's not going to get there. They're two yards short. Now, what do you do? At the 49-yard line, what does Coach Coleman elect to do? He's not going to call a timeout. Good call. 16, 15, yep. 14, 13, 12, and both teams are going to concede this. Huge No, victory. hang on, hang on. Hang on. Coming back out. Seven seconds. Four seconds. It's fourth down and two on the 49. And they're going to run it. And absolutely nowhere they don't get it. That's going to be a stop for Gavin Wells, a yard short of the marker. But that's it. This is is absolutely phenomenal. You know me. 
I like to use my imagination a little bit. I grew up an 80s baby. I'm a huge Rocky Four fan, and that's what I'll relate this to. In the second round, when uh, Balboa hits the Russian, and they're like, he's cut, he's cut, the Russian's cut, and it's a bad cut. That's exactly what just happened. And it's almost like now we're on the other side, and we're here in the summit sideline. And Barmy, I have to whisper because I'm surrounded by Buccaneer fans. But we are hearing the summit sideline completely outroar this very hostile Buccaneer home field. Obviously, I'm excited. You don't know what's going to happen. But when we talked about momentum shift, you could not have drawn this up any better for the Spartans. Wade looks phenomenal with his arm. We already know he's great with his legs. This is set up to be a phenomenal ending if, I'm going to tone it back a little bit, if they can limit the mistakes, keep their poise, they will win this game, and it's going to be very, very, very awesome for the Spartans. We're at halftime. 14 to 14 is the score. Beach and Summit, we're going to toss it over to JP and the guys back in studio. You're listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Seconds left, didn't get it, but the buzzer hit zero, and that's where we stand, 14 to 14. All in all, Beach, really, you're going to look at the stat sheet and see the first touchdown, the first play, when no one was on the receiver. Besides that play, Beach has no passing game, but it's behind that shifty running back, Jefferson. Yeah, here's the – this is a coin flip game in every sense of the word. However – I really saw some things on that last drive when that momentum shifted to really make me believe that Summit can win this game by two and maybe three touchdowns if if they can limit the mistakes or eliminate the mistakes. And if you look back, they scored the first drive. It was beautiful. Can't be stopped. Second drive, the only reason they didn't get a first down is because of drop pass by, uh, by Brady. And when you look at that second drive, they're knocking on the one-yard line. Third drive. Third third drive, sorry. You're knocking on the one-yard line, a missed a snap, another mistake. So you you could make the argument that if you eliminate the mistakes, you could score every time. It's not – and here's what I mean by that. And, again, I I know I say this a lot, but I really mean it. I don't want to sound like a homer. I want to tell you the truth when it comes to the game. If Summit doesn't make the mistakes, you can't say, oh, well, Beach is stopping them because they're not. And the last thing I'll say, too, is that Beach looks very one-dimensional. If Melton can stop the run, which we, we saw a couple series he stopped the run, they can't pass. But the Buccaneers can't stop the, the run. And, oh, snap, this first time we've seen this since week one, we can pass the ball too. And it looks fantastic tonight. I will say this. I'll end on this. Uh, that catch by uh, Brady was one of the best catches. I'm not saying in high school football, one of the best catches I've ever seen. Here's what happened. Because of the interference. It, he got clotheslined yeah. 
Like, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers was the Ultimate Warrior. He would throw him against the ropes, and he would come with that big clothesline. That's what it was. It was a clothesline, and when he got clothesline, it flipped him around, and he caught it on the opposite side of his body as he was falling into the end zone. So not only was it a momentum shift because of the score, it was a momentum shift of how he scored. It was freaking tough. And we said from the beginning, the tougher team's going to win this game, and that was a tough, tough catch. Well done. What about the stats, Matt? Stats. <laughs> You're getting carried away. <laughs> Am I? Everyone over here, you know, just to set the scenes, we're, we're, on a, we're in enemy territory. People aren't liking me over here. And, you know, when you don't like me, I'm just going to get louder. Here we go with the stats here. Destin Wade, 7 of 9. The only reason he didn't go 9 of 9 is because of two drop passes by receivers. 7 of 9, 123, two touchdowns. Destin Wade, 15 attempts on the ground, 73 yards, Mm. no touchdowns. Leading receiver is going to be Caleb Jolly, four catches, 73 yards, and one touchdown. And again, you got to highlight Brady Pierce, one catch, 24 yards in a close line. One touchdown, momentum shift. And then, um, you know, just to rattle off Beach, you know, the, the star player is number three. Yes. That's going to be Tayshawn Jefferson, one catch, 64 yards. That was the first play of the offensive drive for Beach. Their quarterback is 2 of 4 for 67 yards in that touchdown. Again, the only other ball he completed was for 3 yards. He's a, and I'm going to say this, though, because I don't want to disrespect. He is a very soft left-handed quarterback. What do you mean by that? He's a lefty, and he doesn't have a strong arm. He's, okay, yeah. It's a soft It's a soft throw. I mean, that, 60, that 64-yarder, he floated it up, and it was just, you know, throw it up in the air and let your fast player go catch it because he's wide open. Well, it's tough when you compare him to Destin Wade, who flips the ball, literally flicks it about 25 yards. It's like David and Goliath out there, and this time Goliath doesn't lose, you know, that matchup, just to say. Um, and then uh, from a, you know, Receive, or from a rushing standpoint uh, for Beach, you're going to have their uh, leading rusher. I apologize. Let me get to it. Is going to be um, – sorry, forgive me. Uh, Tayshawn Jefferson, mm-hmm. 14 attempts, 88 yards, one touchdown. And then Adrian Johnson, the number 10, that fullback, he got hurt. I did not see him come back in the game. I don't see him warming up yet. So we may or may not see him in the second half, but I don't know if it really matters as much as – you know, that number three, a.k.a. Uh, Darren Sproles. Yeah, I want to note this. If you do hear John- Johnson, there's another running back who came in is Darius Johnson. I just want you to know that while you're going through the stats. So if you hear Johnson, it could be Darius Johnson. We hope to get that for you. Yeah, the better running back for them at the fullback position is number 10, Adrian Johnson. Yes. That's the kid that got hurt. Um, too soon to tell. I don't want to say I don't, I don't think he's coming back, but I'm, I'm looking on the field. I do not see him. Um, so, you know, yeah, there's, there's that. Um, yeah, I don't see him on the field, but, uh, again, going back to this, the Buccaneers are going to start out with the ball. Um, our offense looks very, very convincing. If Melton can put together a stop here, uh, this could be very, very strong for the Spartans. What's the speech in the summit's locker room? Easy. Don't give them this game don't make mistakes because again you can't say that beach is beating us you can't say that beach is stopping us you could say catch the ball communicate on defense and we're winning this game by not one touchdown maybe two touchdowns again 
The first touchdown was given up on a miscommunication. We weren't ready. We missed a touchdown because of a bad snap. We missed a first down because we dropped the catch. It's mistakes. Eliminate the mistakes. We will win this game. We'll take a minute commercial break. When we come back, the start of the second half, Shackle Island Stadium. It's 14-14, Beach Summit. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in. We're live. Start the third quarter. 14 to 14 to score. It's a dandy here. Weather cooperating. It's a little cold, but what do you expect in the end of uh, November? For sure. <laughs> you know what they always said when I was uh, growing up? The games you remember are played in November. It's make or break time, Epley. It is. Feel that? Feel that vibe? You feel that pit in your stomach? That's called playoffs, baby. It is. You win, you keep going. You lose. You go home. It's mm. all she wrote. And it's a shame one of these two teams, as we mentioned, that have been in the upper echelon of uh, 5A football for last year's for sure, one team will not advance. I'd love to see an onside kick right here. And Summit will kick to Beach. Fielded at the 16. So we'll see the coverage here. As nice pursuit there by Summit. And a ball's on the ground. Yep. And we're going to say it is Beach. So starting at the 28. Three fumbles, three recoveries for Beach. They're putting the ball on the ground. Sooner or later, you play with fire long enough, you're going to get burned. They keep putting that ball on the ground. The white shirts are going to come up with it sooner or later. Well, here we go. Two quarters left. You would think, unless there's overtime, remember 2018, I think it was three overtimes, 45-42 beach a winner. So we'll see what's going to happen here. To the outside, one-on-one coverage. Cotton missed the tackle, and he's off to the races. Pierce stops him at the 49. Yeah, Beach wanted to come out to establish a passing game. Again, I'm not too worried about it this far. We had single coverage on Cotton. He can do that. All day, it was soft coverage. He went in a little bit too soft for the tackle, and uh, what should have been a gain of five turned into a gain of about 20. Yeah, Jones to Page, and now in Summit territory on the 49. That was a gain of 23 yards and a first down. Handoff, Jefferson, reverse. Down he goes, and that's Jamison on top. No, check it's Brimmeyer. On top of him, loss of two. Brimmeyer on top. Jolly the human spark plug jumping on top of him. That established a nice stop right there. That's the first time we've seen number three go backwards tonight. Again, momentum. Go ahead. Besides the last play, uh, the, uh, when they went for it on fourth down. But you're right. Yep. Yeah. That's a- but the, yeah, that, that's big because uh, that's something that we're not used to seeing tonight. And uh, that's what Melton wants to do. This is a good sign, a good start. Second 11. They're going to try it again. And. He's trying to squeeze. He gets back to the line of There's scrimmage. The, ball the ball's up in the air, but it's they say Jefferson's down. It's third and nine. He only gained three. Now, this is what's going to be really fascinating to watch is how good is Alex Melton in making these adjustments 
because you could see the defense is now playing a little bit tighter. Those holes are now even smaller, and these gains are smaller. This is going to be big, third and nine right here. Trey Hunter tells the visiting section, get up. So one minute and 20 seconds in, it's a third down and nine on the 48. They're going to waggle. Jones going to throw it, and it's complete. I believe they're going to say he is a yard short at the 40. What do you do? You know Crabtree's going to go for it right here. He's on the opposite side of the field, fourth and one. They've been successful running the ball, and I presume that's what we're going to see right now. This could be a – if Summit stops them, Whoa. that would be huge. Well, it's a full yard for sure on the 40, and it's a smokestack eye. They're going to go for it, 953. Jones under center, and he's going to hand to Jefferson. Jefferson's got it for about seven yards, and they roll the dice and get it. Yeah, right up the middle, it's just it's it's down, down block. Again, I've been talking about these smaller offensive linemen going against our bigger defensive guys, and there they go. They're going back to the no huddle for Beach. And they're still in the smokestack eye formation. And we'll hand it to the mid-back. Ooh. Up the middle, breaks it across, and it is a touchdown for 31 yards. And that will be number 26, Darius Johnson. Yeah, you know, on this drive, the Spartans started out exactly what they wanted to do. But unfortunately, Beach, they're a good football team. Round three of the playoffs, this is what they want to do. They want to run that ground and pound. That time they went no huddle to catch the Spartans off guard, and that's exactly what they did. They, they weren't even lined up. They gave it to the fullback up the middle, and he, he didn't even really get touched, man. That's uh, disappointing to see. 21-14 is the score. We'll take a commercial break. We'll be back. You're listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Summit Spartan playoff football is on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back in. 9.25 left in the third quarter. 21-14 is the score. Beach up seven. Summit may need to answer. And I will tell you, Summit had Beach... What do they want it? It was uh, a third and nine on the 48, and another kick out of bounds will start at the 35. Yep. Um, so I presume that we're going to see a, a, a lot of, of what we saw in the first half. Again, if uh, Beach didn't really do anything to stop the Summit offense, Summit stopped the Summit offense. So, you know, pick and choose whatever you want. We can run the ball. They could pass the ball, and uh, everything is working right now. So, again, mistake-free offensive football should be very good for the Spartans here in the result. Dustin Wade comes out with four wide receivers. Going away from the concession stand, John Dippo will be the back off the right side for Wade. Wade will hand it to Dippo up the middle, and he's almost falling down as he's hitting the line of scrimmage for one yard yeah and this is you know this has been my biggest gripe about the running game for the spartans all year that with the exception of when destin wade carries the ball we really don't see too much excitement happen outside of number one running the ball and that's what i'd really like to see it's the same offensive lineman making the same holes we need to see these running backs make some bigger plays right now destin wade has been successful running and throwing i could see it keeping it in Wade's hands. Wade will throw it to the outside. It is King. 
King to the marker nice and gets it by one yard. Yeah, nice job. He, he caught that for about a six-yard gain, and he just put his head down, plowed up field, and uh, got those uh, four yak yards that he needed. Yak meaning yards after catch, and that was a good first down for Brandon King. 8.40 left in the third quarter. Beach 21, Summit 14. Wade, another first down passing tonight. He has been immaculate tonight for the Summit offense. He's going to roll right, and this is a good defense. Wade is going to juke one, Uh juke two. He's in the open field. He's past three. He's past four. He's now down to the fifth, to the sixth, to the seventh guy, down to the eighth, (laughs) goes Destin Wade. It was a pleasure to watch. There was that RPO again, run pass option. He rolls out, sees the lane, takes it, made one, two, three, four guys miss, and it was the backside safety that finally took him down at it looks like about the eight-yard line, and that was the uh, gazelle running again as we uh, like to see, and that's going to put him over 100 yards for the night. Destin Wade is basically saying the tenacious attitude of what he brings or the play is keeping his team in the game as King runs it down to the four so they're halfway home to the goal line. Halfway home, and you know what? I would... (laughs) I tread on. I tread lightly saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I would like to see him hand it off again to another running back. I want to see a running back besides Destin score right now and this moment just, just to establish that we can do it. It, it. it would be nice to see. I don't think it'll. You know, they might not do that, but it, it would just be cool to see. But there you go. There you go. And Wade passed up. Oh my! And God. he drops the ball. It gets hit out of his hands. Destin Wade. Had a wide open Hendricks. He passed him up. The ball swatted out of Destin Wade's hand, and that's a turnover to Beach. Mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. He rolled out to the left. Wasn't sure if he wanted to run it because he had a wide open receiver. Yes, in the flats, and he passed him up. And the ball was held out wide, stripped, fumble. Beach takes over again inside of the 10-yard line. This is the second time. We've seen this happen. So now instead of being up by a touchdown or two, we're down by a touchdown, and Beach has proven they can drive down the field and score. Yeah, I want to know why Wade passed that the throw up. He just did not like it for some reason. As he was moving to the left, so was the receiver. And into the secondary, and they are hammering uh, Summit now, and they're going to go behind Adrian Johnson back in the game for a gain of six. Yeah, they're just uh, they're going back to what they do, man. They're going to want to run the ball, and they're going to say, we're going to do the same thing over and over and over yes. again until you can prove that you can stop us. We've seen little signs of it on the defense, but we still haven't seen the overpowered domination that we've seen throughout the season, especially this playoff run. And here we go as Beach will bring everyone in. The phone booth is what I call it. They're going to hand a counter and mm. score. Basically shakes away two defenders, gets close to the marker, needed three. And I I don't know if he's going to get there or not, but nice run by Jefferson. Could have been tackled behind the line of scrimmage. If you're a Spartan fan and you see Jefferson get outside of the tackle, your stomach drops every single time. We had two or three guys 
tackling him in the backfield. But, again, kudos to that running back. He is so hard to bring down, and he got outside, but fortunately for the Spartans, he didn't get a first down. No, he didn't. They gave him a half a yard. He must have stepped out early. This is third and three on their own 12. If somehow Summit right here can get it back, you know you can move the football. Here they go, up the middle, and I don't think he got it. Yes. He's a yard short, and Summit will get it back. There you go. That's the big defensive line right up front, and it looks like it was Trey Hunter pinching down, closing that gap, and stopping him short. Now, if Crabtree goes it for right here, this is a very (laughs) – they're going for it. Well, they might try to draw him off sides. It's their own – let me tell you this at home. 13-yard line, they need two yards. Will they run the football? Surely, surely not. We're going to see if they're going to snap it on their own 13. And Crabtree says no. Let's call the timeout because he can't fool me. For sure you wouldn't snap that. Because if you do that and you've done pretty well defensively, I I would be shocked as we stay here on the field. 6.06 in the third quarter. Fourth and a long one, call it two. You I know, mean, the thing is, I, think I, about I, it. Crabtree hands it off to the power back, Andre, the Adrian, Adrian Johnson, and he gets a half yard. What makes you think you can get – I know you did it with earlier, but that's just a gutsy call on the 13. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got nothing to lose if your guy jumps off sides because now you're, you know, you're punting from, you know, whatever, the, the middle of the end zone instead of the front of the end zone. So smart call by Beach, seeing if they can get a cheap one on Summit, but the good discipline and poised by the Summit defense not jumping off sides. It looks like they're going to punt the ball. I assume they will. I mean, I would I'd be flabbergasted if they fake punted or something, but uh, – Y'all have surprised me here in the South before. I've only been here four years, and it never ceases to amaze me. I get surprised every day. Brady Pierce back at the 50-yard line. Six minutes left in the third quarter, and the punt is away, and it is a beauty. It's a spiral to Pierce at the 44. Backs up three yards. Tries to spin away from one. Cannot do it. Nice coverage down at the 45, but nice field position for Summit. Yeah, it's great punt coverage. That was number 87. That's Tyler Nix. Looks like he's a sophomore, so um, y'all breed them young out here in the South. I've seen more sophomores on the varsity field this year than I ever have in my life, so this is good for the Spartans. They haven't stopped us. Summit stopped themselves, and they're at the 45 coming out. All right. Destin Wade literally one bad play and he has been the show tonight for Summit, trailing by seven. Wade will run the option, speed option for two yards. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, speed option to the right. If you all uh, heard the crowd, they weren't very happy. It looked like uh, maybe one of the offensive linemen for the Spartan move, but uh, you know they didn't call it. Now it brings up a long second and eight. And Wade will have Dippold in the backfield as Pierce and Jolly are on the same side stacked to the left. And will he throw it to the strong side? They're going to try to get an airmail down the sideline, and it's up in the air. And no, sir, he cannot get it. He tried to throw it to Wirtz. The ball hung in the air 
a little bit longer than he wanted, yeah. and now it's third and eight. I'm not sure. Um, once again, you take the shot, but you're moving the football. Now it's third and eight. We'll see. Yeah, it, it, it's not a bad call because they're running man coverage on our receivers, and I'm just going to say it, the, the Spartan receivers are, are better than the defensive backs for Beach. He just needs to, to air that thing out so his receivers don't have to come back for it. Well, Wade, can you do it again? 5.09 in the third quarter. Destin Wade will roll around. Destin Wade breaks one. He's oh, open wow. in the secondary. Here comes Wade downhill to the 36-yard line. A big run for Wade as he goes for about 23. Yep, same thing. RPO run pass option. He rolls out to the left. Didn't see anything that he liked, so he turned it back upfield. Missed one tackle, second tackle, broke open, and uh, here we go. Seen the situation now time and time again. Can they not make a mistake? Because if they don't, they'll probably score. Speeding up the offense is Wade. Now to the, they're going to mark it at the 36. Dippo's got a block. Dippo in the secondary. He goes down to the 21. So a 15-yard run by John Dippo. That's what you want to see. You want to see another running back besides Wade get some positive yards, and that's the biggest one of the night for anyone on the ground besides Destin Wade. Dippold, it was the counter play. He gave it to him. Left side guard pulls kicks. Left side tackle pulls up. We got backer on our tackle, and that was a nice hole for Dippold to make that first down. We're going to give him 14 yards at the 22. Summit. Coming down the field again, Wade. Wade will fake it. Here comes the big fella, and he's going to bounce his way to about the 18-yard line. They're going to say 17, gain of five. Yeah, again, that, that you got that read counter to the left. What I mean by read is the quarterback, Wade, is reading the defensive end. If that defensive end spreads out wide, he's going to keep it up the middle, and that's what happened right there. Going at still up-tempo, four wide receivers for Summit down seven at Beach. Wade will look. Wade's going to break away from one. Wade goes left. Wade in the open field down to the nine. Yep. It, it is unbelievable how hard it is to bring him down. Yeah, they uh, they just they, they shot for his legs right there, and that's the only way to take him down. I can tell you this, man. There, there's not too many high school football players. Well, Definitely none. Go ahead. There's a flag. That's holding. That's gonna and that's your penalty. That's the killer, man. So there was a first down on the nine, and now you back up. It was second and six. Wade went for about eight. Wasn't as bad as the last holding call where it was, you know, first and a mile, but this is pretty bad. Second and uh, a long sixteen. Uh, I'm assuming they, you know, who knows? I, I'm done trying to guess the summit offense this year because, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, it seems like I've been wrong. But here you go in the spread formation with a single back back there. It's dippled. Yeah. In a single receiver, single coverage is king on the left. They'll send Pierce in motion. Pierce didn't get it. Wade coming upfield. Wade goes left, right, back up the middle. Wade, he needed 16. He got 15. Unbelievable. I've just, I, I, I've never witnessed a, a player that can single-handedly take over a game the way that Destin Wade does. It's first and a long 15. He gets about 10, 11 there, and now you're at third and two. Again, no mistakes is going to equal points for the Spartans. They're going to say he got 14. It's third and two on the 28. 
Wade looks over to Coleman to get the play in. 2.42 left in the third quarter. So you need two yards. Wade's going to change the play after he gets it in from Coleman. Everybody's boxed in on this. So it's a kind of a pistol look for Summit. Hands off, left side, it breaks it free. He's open. King to the end Ooh. zone. No, he's a yard short. On a third and two from the 18, he got 17. So they went back to the read zone to the left side. That time, the defensive end pinched down to stop Wade. Wade gave it to King. Wide open. He saw nothing but touchdown there, but it got shoestringed right at the end. That would have been nice to see Brandon King get in right there. Wade will look at the sideline. Now, think about this. Will you go for two? I know you've been kicking the extra points, but that's psychologically. It's hard to stop Wade. I'm just saying uh, Coach Coleman might toy with this. I'm not saying he'll do it. 155 left. Wade. Wade runs off the left side. Number one. Give him one, two, three, four, five, six points, and we are one point away. And what will you do? And he probably, I think he's going to bring in Crane. I'm just saying psychologically if you could get the lead that, that that just does a little bit more than a tie it definitely does but i just think at this point it's too yep, risky yep, it's you know right. it's 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 early it's still the third quarter but don't you just kind of feel epley that the past it's you know they went into triple overtime last time you just kind of feel like this really could go into overtime. It feels like an overtime game. Well, everybody stay tuned. It's 21-21. You're listening to Summit Sports Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. answers uh so twice tonight biggest margin of for a lead is beach by seven but uh summits answered on both occasions so now uh summit will kick to beach with 147 left in the third quarter the return will go out nice coverage to about the 27 yeah you kind of you know, you, you, this is the most balanced we've seen the Summit offense since week one. Uh, you, they got, you know, 325 total offensive yards, 192 on the ground, 133 in the air. And Wade is next to perfect at 8-11, eight and 11, or 8-4-11, excuse me, for 133 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, one was a drop, and the other two were underthrown. So, I mean, it's just mistake-free, they would almost be perfect tonight. They're going to put everybody back in the box as Jones goes under center for Beach and hands off to the middleman. And nice run out for Beach from Johnson. And this would be Darius Johnson for that give him nine, I believe. Yeah, the better fullback, number 10, Adrian Johnson. You heard us say that he got hurt in the second quarter. It doesn't look like he's going to come back in. He's in. He's in. He was in the last series. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, then it's interesting they put the other guy in because he's he's not even close to as fast as number 10. So, here they go with that smokestack eye here again, and I'm assuming they're going to run. That's three backs behind the quarterback under center. And they're giving it to the uh, the mid back, the up back here, and that's where they're going with it. Same spot they needed 
One yard, and the ball's on the ground. There ball's on the ground. Ball's on the ground. Ball's on that's the ground. It's Summit's it. got it. Telling you, man, that that's exactly what Summit needed. Beach has put the ball on the ground three times and has come up with it every time. Sooner or later, you play with the fire, you're going to get burned. I don't know why those coaches, maybe they have in their defense, saying, hey, protect that ball because that's the fourth time they put it on the ground. Summit's put it on the ground twice, lost once. That's the fourth time Beach put it down, and this time it pays off big for Summit. So it was Johnson that put the ball on the deck, forty on the own 41s, or should I say, of Beach. Destin Wade will come back out now in a tie ball game. Remember, it's been since the first quarter since Summit has led. Can they do it in the third? Hands off to Dipple. Dipple's got a little bit, and he bounces outside, and we got a whistle, and surely it's not a late flag on the receiver holding on the right side. Uh, it might be. I hope not. They ran that counter. It's good to see Dipple carry the ball. And the thing that I like, the last couple times I've seen Dipple carry this ball, it looks like he did earlier on in the year where he hits that hole with aggressiveness. I, I hadn't seen that from him in the last couple games. We're seeing it from him now in this second half, and uh, that will pay dividends if Dippold can run that ball hard. But uh, that's a, another huge penalty, another mistake, and it's going to cost Summit ugh, 13 yards. So now you're looking at first and about 23. Well, that's not a fact. It's not been a factor yet tonight, but you don't want this down in distance. You don't want Wade to have to recreate every single time. But what I will tell you, the the, the flag was thrown after Dippold was already out to nine yards, and that's the crazy part. And here comes Wade. Wade goes up the middle. He started at the 49. We'll get to the 42 of the other side. Gain of about eight yards. Yep, so uh, they ran that uh, fake counter to the right. Wade kept it right up the middle. Nice hole. Got to give kudos to the big men up front. They're doing a fantastic job. I'll tell you this, for the first time tonight, the beach defense looks tired to me. The beach defense looks tired. And Wade will walk his way over to the 50-yard line and go, one more, guys. We'll see what they can do. Summit, 21. Beach, 21. We'll be back. Fourth quarter action. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar It's the playoffs, and it's on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back in. Fourth quarter. Quarterfinal matchup. Beach, Summit. Beach trying to hold off Summit. A barrage of points coming through from Summit and Destin Wade. Wade will spin away from the defense. It's second down and 12. He runs back to the line of scrimmage. It seemed like he lost a little bit of juice there, and now it's third and 12. Yeah, unfortunately, he had to slow down for the right guard, Richardson. Didn't pull around fast enough, and uh, Wade got a little clogged up in the backfield. And like you said, not a position they like to be in. Third and 12 here, and they, you can go either way. I mean, Summit's the first team that I've called in my career to where a run on third and 12 is is not out of uh, not out of the realm of possibility. We'll see what Wade can do. It's third and 12 on the 43. He's got four wide receivers. Wade's going to throw it. Wade's got it. First down. Jolly across the middle, 30, 25, 20, down to the 10. Jolly pushed out of bounds at the five-yard line. Go Summit. Jolly looks like uh, 
He was wide open in the middle of the field. He's been the top receiver tonight. That's going to be his fifth catch. He's calling. I don't want to alarm anybody, but he's calling to come out. He might have tweaked his leg a little bit. He's limping to the sideline, and uh, nothing but uh, the best hopes for uh, Jolly to get back in this game. Yeah, you're going to need him. He's played big offensively and defensively. It looks like he's basically has a trainer just talking to him, but no stretches or anything like that. Getting a little bit of water. Yeah, nothing serious. He just tweaked it a little bit, and like I said, hopefully he looks okay now that I'm looking at him right now. But, yeah, that was, that was a little bit uh, scary coming out. Hands off, kind of tippy-toes his way for a yard as King. Looked a little tentative on that as as he ran to the right side. Yeah, you know, Epley, I don't want to cause too much alarm, but it almost looked like Wade was surprised by that snap a little bit. It's, it's high. I'd like to see that come down a little bit, but... I mean, gosh, this is the third time we've been in this position, and the last couple times we were this close, it, you know, a little bit scary. 10-38 left in the game. Wade, second down and six, goal to goal for the Spartans. Wade, the same plays he passed up last time, wasn't open. Wade being pressured, and I'm not sure why in the world he did not throw that down, and he lost 20 yards on a sack. Yeah, that uh, he you know rolled to the left, nothing was going home, and and, and that's when you, you really got to let him know. Listen, man, it's it, it's second down. We're on the five yard line. If it ain't there, throw it out of bounds. But you know he he's so good with his legs. It's just like second nature that he relies that hey, I could scramble, I can make a play, and uh, unfortunately that time it didn't pay off. And now he's looking at. Uh, well, I'll say this: the last. Two times Wade has run. He got zero, and that went back 18 yards. So the, as we are waiting in a timeout, so Coach Coleman, and we'll stay here. Coach Coleman, I'm not sure what you dial up, Matt. It's 9.38 left in the game. Third and 24. 24 is the goal line. Are you trying to get half of it back for maybe a field goal? <laughs> it may be a simple order, or do you want to try to – Get all of it right here. I would do an RPO. It works for him. That's the run-pass option. We're on the right hash. I would roll Wade out to the left, see if someone breaks free against a disciplined defense like this. It may or may not happen. But, again, I'm going to whisper this because we're on their sideline. Our receivers are better than the coverage for the Buccaneers. So I like rolling to the left, put their defensive backs to the test, you might find a guy open in the field, but if not, you always have Wade and his legs that could break it back upfield for at least get close enough for a field goal because uh, he, he shouldn't go backwards in theory. Right, and I, I would say watch out for Wade just staying in the pocket like the last third down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last third down conversion, you needed 12 yards. You picked up 38 to Jolly, so we'll see as Wade's in the shotgun. Nine minutes and 38 seconds left in the game. 21-21. Wade. Wade's got all day. Wade will throw it across the middle, and it's a touchdown! Unbelievable! It's a touchdown! Over the defense as King catches it and Summit leads! Not only is it exciting to see the touchdown for them to regain the lead, but they ran trips to the left side. You got single coverage on King, who I like to call Baby Wes Welker all year, and he beat the coverage, got behind him, wide open, beautiful throw by Wade, phenomenal catch, and this sideline hates me right now. 
they're all looking at me because they don't like when the Spartans score, do they? Well, they don't, and but we do, and it is a seven-point <laughs> lead, so hold everything. Destin Wade and King come through again. 9.31, we'll take a commercial. We'll be back. 28 Summit, 21 Beach. You're listening to the Summit Spartans Football, TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Thanks, JP. We're live here, 931, left in the game, and what a thriller this has been in the quarterfinal matchup. But everyone knew from statistic wides, both teams scored in the mid-30s. Both teams give up 12 points a game. Well, that's out the window. So it looks like we're going to be closer to that average of these teams. But Summit takes the lead for the first time since the first drive in the first quarter. So a big, big stop here for the defense if you can do it. Absolutely. I mean, this this is uh, – I don't, I don't want to, you know, say it's the game at this point, but it is a, uh, a huge statement if Melton and the Spartan defense can come up with a stop here. And a n- nice – Kick coverage uh, starting at the 25-yard line. So what about it, uh, Matt? Destin Wade, third and 24, throws a little uh, seam pattern right up the gut to King, and he catches it for six. It was so encouraging. You know, you and I had talked about earlier on in the year that if they're going to get far in the playoffs, they're going to have to put a passing game going, even though they've been phenomenal on the ground, and they have done that tonight. I would dare to even say... With the exception of a couple of those small mistakes, our receivers are beating their defensive back. Our offensive line is hammering their defensive line. Phenomenal pass pro, and it's working. The passing game is alive in Williamson County uh, for Summit, baby. And Jefferson will run it, and Jefferson goes out for five yards. Let me give you this little nugget. Yes, Beach scored uh, by with Darius Johnson on a fourth down they had to get. After that, three and out and a fumble. So the offense has basically went in reverse for Beach. We'll see if that holds, but five yards for Jefferson to start in the fourth quarter inside nine minutes, 28 Summit, 21 Beach. So if you think uh, Summit was going away, that's, that's not happening tonight. And Destin Wade has played the best game I've seen him play all year against a formidable, formidable opponent. Wow. And running up the middle, and they collided, and not sure what's happening. And as you can hear, the sideline of Summit, as Jones hurts himself colliding with Jefferson, one step the wrong way. Yeah, it was a miscommunication there, and you can kind of feel not only the momentum shifting, but, uh, you know, with, with the turnover last uh, last series for Beach, and now the mistakes, you aren't you, – you're seeing – these mistakes late creep up on the game for Beach, and if, if they don't figure it out, I mean, it, this could be it for the Buccaneers. The student section is hyped four rows deep from Summit. They're bouncing around. You can hear them on the other side, and we got a whistle and a timeout, Coach Coleman and Melton. So they're going to say, wait a second, this could be if somehow you hold Beach from getting four yards. It's third and four on their own 31. You get the ball back. There's eight minutes exactly on the game clock. You got yourself in prime. You get yourself in prime position to win this football game. Yeah. The the interesting thing will be is if Beach gets two yards here, because I highly doubt they'll go to the air. If Beach gets two yards here, then, then it's fourth and three. You're on your own 33. 
you don't want to give the ball back to the Spartans. You don't want to give it back to Wade. I'm just saying, you know, it's interesting. I think if it's it's fourth and three yards or smaller, I think Crabtree's going to go for it. I really do. I think it has to be a yard. I really do. I think it has to be a yard because he failed the last. I mean, once again, he well he he may, he got it um, for with Jefferson earlier in the third quarter, but we'll see. Eight minutes left in the game, Summit um, has recharged the battery and is rolling. And for Destin Wade, and the stats are just going to be mind blowing when you hear some of the stuff that he's done to a beach team, which. Gives up 12 points playing against the Henry Counties of the world this year. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this game plays out. But I will tell you this. If, you're ta- if you told Coach Coleman you got a chance to beat Beach for the first time, you got eight minutes left to do it. Melton's got his defense to hold for third and four. You're up seven. I bet he would take it. I bet he would take this scenario no matter what's happened tonight. 100%. Uh, absolutely 100%. It, you know, Coleman has to be elated with his offense tonight. And, and confidence has to be higher for him than it's ever been. Here's, here's what's interesting. If you could help me, Epley. I don't know if it's number 58 for the Spartans, which would be, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Justin Weatherly, the sophomore, but they threw another defensive lineman in there. Well, here we go. The smokestack eye against six linemen. <laughs> for Summit, Mano Imano, so and great. here they go. Jefferson cannot get it. He got a yard. Well, we're about to find out right now. Who is, you know, what's he going to do? It's going to be fourth and and three. I say he goes for it. You say he doesn't. I don't see a punt team. I see a quarterback getting a play. This could be the football game. Actually, they gave Jefferson two yards. I don't like that spot for the. No, Spartans it's at all. It, it, it's a yard back. It's very that, generous. That, that that is what it is. So now it's seven twenty-seven, fourth <laughs> and two on the thirty-two. Got it. And they got yeah. it. They got it by about a yard and a half. And once again, Crabtree's basically saying, "We cannot stop Destin Wade. You do that. I don't have any faith in my defense to do this." And he gave it to Johnson. So here we are, just over seven minutes left. Uh, make no mistake, Beach's back is against the wall right here. The, the momentum is definitely summit. They keep those six linemen in. Smokestack eye, here we go. And they're going to toss it to the left. And it could have been a penalty uh, for a, a low block. And there's a late flag as Jefferson... Rose is all the way to the 45 of Summit, but it should be going back. Typically a late flag is bad for the defense. I'm expecting maybe a face mask or a late hit here. That's not good for the Spartans. Early flag is is good for the defense. There's the face mask. Oh, man. Not good. You know, typically late flags is bad for the defense. Early flag's good, but, uh, you know. Beach is back still against the wall. They're down by seven, but, um, you know, you know what they're going to do. And there's a there's a Spartan down on the field, Epley, and uh, I don't want to call it too early, but. Uh, All right, well. 
Hopefully we'll let Matt get his thought back together, and we'll take an injury. <laughs> I thought you were going to sure, not sure gonna pick me up there. Not, not sure what's going to happen here. So the anticipation builds. We have an injured player for the Summit Spartans. Six fifty-five left in the game. Summit up by seven, but Beach is driving. We'll be back in just a second. You're listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. We're live here. 655, if we can get a text message from someone about the Henry County game. We would love to have it because Henry County is on the other side of the bracket for the winner of this game. Henry. And I'm pulling up the bracket right now. Is still the injured player. We're going to stay here. We're not going to take another timeout. Um, 6:55 left in the game. The ball. The ball looks to be spotted at the 30 of Summit. First and 10 for Beach when we come back to action. But Henry County and Clarksville Northeast. Love to have the score. <clears throat> if uh, JP or someone's back in the studio, can send us an update with that score. I know it was close at halftime. And the winner of this game will face the winner of Henry County, Clarksville Northeast. On the other side of the bracket in 5A would be South Doyle and Knox Central, the defending champion, uh, against Knox West and Oak Ridge. Those are the eight. The Oak Ridge boys, huh? I'm not sure if that's <laughs> who, th- who this is, but this is a this is a bad injury sustained here on the uh, – on about the 38, yeah, the yeah. line of scrimmage of actually where Beach was, they, they're all the way to the other side of the 30. They fired the snap off from the 38 in their own territory. Now they're in Summit. I don't know who the player is, but it's it's definitely a leg injury. I, I'm pretty sure it's knee. It might be ankle, but uh, they're taking a lot of time on this. I don't want to you know call a name yet. Um, I have an idea of who it could be, but um, like you said, it's uh, – you know, you'd like to see him hop up a lot, a lot quicker. He, he, he's going to be okay in terms of, you know, walking and being healthy and stuff like this, but it's, it's definitely a pretty bad leg injury. And the score is Henry County just happened 32 to 7. Henry over County? Henry County's winning 32 to 7. Most pundits thought Henry County would. Uh, this is about the score. So. It looks like Henry County will host the semifinal game. And who's going is the question. As that's, that's Brimmeyer. Jesse Brimmeyer will come up, yeah. and he is walking gingerly, to say the least, off the field. And that's the guy that's been one of the guys in the middle. I cannot emphasize enough how big of a blow that is for the Spartan defense. He is hands down your best defensive lineman. He is your nose tackle, especially against a team like this. He's made most of those tackles. He is a gap monster, which means he knows how to clog and own that gap, and and he can't walk off without the help of two people. Uh, I would presume he's definitely not coming back, but it's time for Johnny Sloan, Mason Richardson, and it looks like Justin Weatherly to step up on the defensive line. Smokestack I will fake it one way and hand back to Jefferson. Jefferson goes for three down to the 28. So what Beach is thinking here, obviously, touchdown keeps him in the game. 
but they are going to want I mean even though they are in the are on the 28 coming in they are going to milk this clock as much as they can because the least amount of time you can give Wade to pull this game out the better for the Bucks. six minutes and 20 seconds left Summit leads by seven second down and seven for Beach still staying with everyone in the phone booth Going to hand it power left, up the middle, and a tackle on Jefferson, not before he jolts his way to about the 17, gain of seven. Yeah, you know, barring nothing crazy, if Beach scores here, obviously you want him to stop, but but if Beach scores here, you're going to have Wade with the ball with it at least two and a half to I'm three and a half I'm not thinking about minutes. that right now. You're <laughs> way too far. You're li- the listeners, let's pull back this in real quick. I'm just saying just it, we're still five, okay. 547, you got to score a touchdown. If you miss it, like you said, I mean, it will give the ball back to Wade. And depending on how much time, we'll focus right here on Beach. What they have in this smokestack eye formation is Johnson will roll his way for about two to three yards to the 14. So what I do want to say, though, is when you you keep hearing, you know, Epley and I say smoke, stack, I, it's a run to the left, up the middle, or a run to the right, up the middle, and it's either going to the fullback or the... the, Mid-back, or like mid... Yeah, yeah, that that mid-back or that, that last back. It's predictable, it's not exciting, but it's basically saying, hey, stop us. Because we're going to keep running it, and then once well, in you a while, have three tailbacks. You got the fullback, the midback, and the tailback. Yeah. And so they give it to the midback or or Jefferson who plays the tailback. They're lining up straight behind them. It is an old offense. Um, like I said, a lot of people ran it 30, 40 years ago. And Jefferson's going to wiggle his way down to the seven. It may be a. Uh, it's going to be close to a first down. And they're going to say. Yes, they gave it to him. So here we go. First and goal from the eight-yard line. And I'll let you guess what they're going to call. Run left or run right. Um, They've thrown five passes the entire game. Right. And we thought it would – I said it would be seven to eight. So they're going as planned here. On the seven is where the ball spotted on the left hash. Four minutes and 17 seconds. Hands it off. Johnson up the middle. He will go down to about the one. The Here's the upshot of this is the Spartans have been really, really good defensively inside of this five-yard line. So um, you know what they're going to do, but now we're missing Brimmeyer, which is the backbone of that defensive line. Again, Sloan, Richardson, these guys are going to have to step up right here, pinch those A-gaps, and uh, make them beat you on the outside and shut down the middle. And we'll see on the one-yard line, second down, Beach trying to punch the ball in. Johnson still didn't get it. Wow. Yeah, they gave it. Oh, and now it's a late call for a touchdown. A late call for a one-yard touchdown run. So here we go. The big kicker. (laughs) You're down by one. Can you get the extra point? And so, to, to your point, do they go for two? The answer is yes. They're going for two. Unbelievable. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Uh, 
I can think of ten reasons. Well, it's risky, and they're going to try to pass. Not happening. Here if they it is. They try to throw this ball. It ain't going to happen. Here it is. They're going to run it inside. Are they going to bring everybody back in? They're going to go for two. Crabtree. He's going to go for two. Jefferson. And did he get in? Yes. He got in for two. Beach leads by one. Yeah, I um, I continue to be amazed by Tennessee football. And, uh, you know, I'm a little bit speechless in terms of how and why they got that. I have never seen too many times in my life a team continue to run the same thing over and over and over again. And uh, it works. So kudos to Beach. Here's the silver lining. Order up one of the best players in Tennessee on your team, and it's highlight real time. Three minutes, 21 seconds. They haven't been really stopped tonight by the defensive beach. Spartans have only stopped themselves. And, you know, you couldn't, you know, in a lot of ways, dream up a better situation for a finish if the Spartans can pull this off. I, it, it's a one-point lead if you're just tuning in. A two-point conversion. Crabtree's gambled all night and almost got got it every time. He's went for it on fourth down, uh, almost went for it on his own 13, decided not to do it. He went for two to take the lead with three minutes and 21 seconds left in the game. Now, just watch out for like a squib kick or something a little bit tricky here to not even give it back to Wade. Uh, I mean, if you're because you you basically tell yourself I can get the ball back, but he is going to kick it deep. So Summit will have it. To try to win the game, King at the 20, at the 25, and down to the 27, and number one is going to have a shot with three minutes and 13 seconds. I mean, can you order up a better finish if you're a Spartan fan? I mean, obviously you always want to, you know, just we've been so comfortable in the victories all year when it's, you know, three minutes in the game and we've been winning. This is the time. Everything's working for the offense right now. You, you just feel more confident than Remember, you have Remember, Summit played in a lot of these games last year to get to that championship. So we'll see. This is the probably the game of the night. Destin Wade. Wade. Wade breaks three. Braid to the left. Wade breaks one tackle, two tackles, three <laughs> tackles, four tackles, five tackles. He's across the 50 to the 48. Every single person in the beach shaking their right head. Out, they're just shaking their heads of who is number one on the white team if they don't know who Destin Wade is. Now, you know, we're ticking at right at three minutes. Here's the question now is now I'm not gonna say it because you get mad at me when I go when I go too far ahead. Here we go. Order it up, keep the ball, move it upfield. <laughs> three 302 left, and, and I would tell Wade now, if I'm Coach Coleman, I know you want to score, but I would really run the run a little bit of this time off. All right, that's what I was going to say. I thought you were going to Oh, it, no, I mean, it just it just helps play into, once again, you feel like you could run it. Wade up the middle, hammers his way for nine, maybe ten, as the clock's going to continue to tick. And this is where, remember, we saw Wade snap it with 20-something seconds in the last game multiple times. You have to tell him, you have to communicate, if you're Coleman, to Wade to not snap it too early. Yeah, and he's going to run up-tempo again. I, I'm not sure why they're doing this. I, I don't understand. I really, really don't understand why you're snapping it when you got another 30 seconds and you're throwing the ball. And it's I mean, it's a completion. It's complete to King. Now, now you gotta, you got to tell him 
It's seven-yard completion, first down, Wade to King. Uh, you're on the 29-yard line. You're going in. I don't understand why Summit feels like they have to hurry up. Take your time and do And that's what he's telling okay, now, Wade. Good, he's saying, good. let's just slow down real quick. Slow down just a minute. Thank because you. you're basically banking on this drive. It's all or nothing. Here we go. We're about to click under two minutes on the 29-yard line. Heading in, baby. Four wide receivers. Destin Wade, 29 yards out to Paydirt. Wade. We'll run it to the left. Wade into the secondary. Wade goes for nine more. He's down to the 20. Yeah, it's interesting to see Beach only has three down linemen. They're taking that outside backer and creeping him up like a defensive end. Same thing that kind of Melton did when they're not in that smokestack on offense. And, 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 I mean, Destin Wade, just keep it in his hands. Everybody's biting their fingernails here. Whether you're for Summit or for Beach, it's 125 left. The clock's ticking. I can't breathe. Second and one. Wade will roll out. Wade, Wade. Keep the ball. Wade will throw it. First down, complete. Over to Works. Works to the 10, and he's pushed back. Actually, they're going to mark him at the 11. Epley, I'm telling you right now, someone better grab Destin Wade and tell him to stop putting that ball down by his hip. It almost went on the ground again. And don't feel like you have to make a play every single time. And we're knocking on the door right now. And, oh. That scared me. That scared me. And Wade spikes the ball. I'm a little shocked at this. Y'all continue to, to just blow my mind. I don't get it. You don't want to stop the clock. You have the ball. You're on the 15-yard line. They can't stop you. Just keep running. I don't know. I don't know. I'm shocked. But here we go. Second down. Once again, you got four downs uh, from about the 11. You can get on, and Wade's going to run it. Wade is tackled. He gains about four down to the nine. The, The clock is going to tick. This is an unbelievable playoff finish. Now you could score it at, at, at any time because uh, whew, under a minute. And when I say I can't breathe, I'm literally holding my breath. 40 seconds, Destin Wade. Destin Wade with four wide receivers. 34 seconds, down one. Wade, Wade will throw it. Wade's got it! And a touchdown! Destin Wade! Across the middle! With 27 seconds, the dagger may be here. And Williamson County, you have a passing team in Summit that showed up in the playoffs. Jolly, outside, single coverage, slant, down the middle, boom. Hit him with a dime, touchdown. Spartans go up with 27 seconds left. Destin, Wade, hallelujah. Now you got to hold for 27 seconds as Wade scores to Jolly across the middle. It's a two-point conversion, five-point lead. Destin Wade will throw it. Destin Wade will complete it. And again, Summit Spartans, you're 27 seconds away. You just got to hold. Melton's got to do this now. Epley, Destin Wade has been flawless as a passing quarterback tonight. He, I mean, it's just, it's been really, really a pleasure to watch just how diverse this guy is and it's it's the first time since the indie game that we have seen that Destin Wade is a division one college 
quarterback. He can run and he can throw. This is phenomenal. So now you set up to be 27 seconds left. Are, do you still play the run with the shifty back? Because if he gets going, he's, he's going to beat anybody. No. The, you, so, I mean, you, you can't because Melton has a defense in place that un, unless they make a mistake and miss a tackle, but that the Spartans are too smart for that. They're going to have to pass the ball. I'm not saying it's impossible, but uh, it, it, it's something that they don't like to do. It's something that they don't practice a lot, and this is exactly what Melton and what Coleman wanted. It's a storybook ending, assuming it ends the way it should. It's, well, we'll see. I mean, it's a, it's a seven-point advantage. So we'll see with uh, it's 36 to 29. Don't kick it to number three. Kick it to the right side. Even kick it out of bounds. Kick it to an up back or something. And yeah. I could tell you, if you're listening to this, this has been one of the most riveting games I've, I've seen. Great As kick. it goes up Great and kick. bounces to the 20, to the 20. Great and kick. down at the 27-yard line with 22 seconds left. I can't emphasize enough. Right there, Ryan Crane, God bless you. That was a that was the perfect kickoff. It was a little bit short, 20-yard line, opposite field of uh, of number three, and it, it was just it was beautiful. I'm, that's a big, big play, and that's what they needed. And here we go, 22 seconds. They're going to have to throw it. The, you would think. <laughs> You just can't blow an assignment. You got to get out there on them. Destin Wade's on And D. Destin Wade will be on defense. And Coleman doesn't like it. He's going to call a timeout. So, we'll stay here. The question was, this can Beach phenomenal. win against, or should I say, can Summit beat Beach for the first time in school history? Well, You're 22 seconds away from your answer. And if, once again, if Summit, I'm just going to say, if Summit somehow gets into overtime, they, they, they've done it to themselves. I mean, you really, you have beat starting on their own 27 yeah. with 20, 22 seconds left. Now, I'll tell you this. At the game, we're live here at Beach. No one's leaving. No one has exited out the stadium is still about as to not to capacity due to the rules but there's a lot of people here and no one's hitting the exit gates yet no absolutely not i mean this is uh, this is something they're not used uh, position these buccaneer fans are not used to being in uh down this late at home this late in the playoffs against a team you've never lost to they're holding on to hope and a miracle right now and, and it's going to come down to the uh left arm of their quarterback, Xavier Jones, who's only thrown five passes tonight and has only completed two of them. I said he would pass for seven or eight attempts. Yeah, you are the guru. <laughs> and That's the looks, only thing. And he'll probably get two, maybe maybe three off here. Uh, this is when the defensive line really going to come into play. Okay. I would love to scream his name tonight because I haven't. Trey Hunter, now's the time for you to get a sack, baby. Let's go. Yeah, the running game, you don't have a chance to put any pressure on. So we'll see as Jefferson is lined up at receiver off the left side. And we'll see. He's going to throw it back to the offense. And down it goes. And it's incomplete to Jefferson and Wirtz. And we are 16 seconds away. I don't know who's listening and who's praying right now, but Jesse Brimmeyer's back in the game. 
he couldn't walk off the field five minutes ago, and the star nose tackle is like a walking miracle right now. This, I'm shocked. What a tough, tough kid. I mean, he couldn't even walk two minutes ago. Summit 16 seconds away from advancing. And actually, like I told you, they're going to try to spring him free. They're going to run Jefferson. They're going to concede. And they're going to get 11 yards, but it's down to nine seconds. That's what I thought they might do, but just if he gets out in the secondary. Well, that's why you're the best of the best, Epley, and that was a fantastic call. No, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if they can get lucky and pop one, it's going to take a missed tackle by Summit, and they've just, they're too disciplined. They've been in this position before, and it's good to be a Summit Spartan because it, you can't say that, oh, this is an unfamiliar spot for Summit to be in because – Summit is now an established high school yes. in Middle Tennessee in Williamson County. They've been here before. And, again, like we said at the beginning of the year, here's the best part. Most of them are juniors, and, you know, the Summit Spartans are here to stay in Middle Tennessee and Williamson County. No, we got, we got nine seconds left. I know JP and everybody's chomping at the bit back at the studio. I know Clayton and everybody's listening as well. It's, I mean, you win this game, you, you're now the Final Four. You're, the fi- you're nine seconds away from an amazing win against a hard-fought team. And once again, i got to give credit. Um, this is, would be the fifth possession for Beach, and you score only twice. You fumble, you go, um, I believe, a three and out, and now this if this doesn't turn any points, three, three out of five possessions, you don't score. Kudos to Alex Melton's defense. And then I, we can talk about this in a minute about Destin Wade. <laughs> I, I just I haven't seen this in a long time. It's I'm been, telling you, a, a lot of people of know I cover these games. I haven't not seen anything like this in a long time. So here we go. Nine seconds. Timeout on the field. I feel like this is the game right now. The 38-yard line. Eight, seven, six, five. Going to throw one up. And it's up in the air, and it's incomplete with one second. So here we go. This is when you put Destin uh, Wade. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you, 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 you don't want me to say it? <laughs> All right. I'll wait for one second to say it. I wish you guys no, could I, see it. No, but I'm saying. right about it. But I'm right because the that's the times that it doesn't work. Epley is very superstitious. I'll tell you the end of the story in one second when this game is over. But well, I don't want this. No, no, no. I don't want it to be about me. This is this. We're <laughs> we're moving to the final four of the playoffs. So they don't want to hear this about but it's about funny me. I'll see how serious you are about it. Thirty-six okay. twenty-nine. There's one second left. <laughs> Summit's trying to beat Beach for the first time in school history. So here's what I was going to say. This is where you put Destin Wade back there. Yep. You, you back off, you know, all of your defensive back, almost kind of like a four across or maybe even like an umbrella, which they call the prevent defense. Drop your linebackers. You're going to put seven, maybe even eight people, 10 to 15 yards back, and then your safeties, you're going to put about 20 to 30 yards back, and you let your defensive lineman go make a play. Trey Hunter make a play. Jesse Brimmeyer, who is a walking miracle right now, in my opinion. And then you got Maddox Reed on the end. Let your defense line make a play, prevent defense. And I'm going to whisper this softly. The, you know, I don't want to be mean, but the, the left-handed quarterback, I, I'm not sure if he can get it done. No, Jones is his name, and we'll see. He's going to have – he's got one, one – there's one play. Barring a penalty, is one play left. Uh, there's 38 uh, – on the own 38-yard line, so it would be 62 yards. 
And Summit Faithful is standing to defeat every single person across the way in Shackle Island Stadium. And we'll see. Here we go. It's crazy. They only have two receivers out wide. And they're going to hand it to Jefferson on a jet sweep. Jefferson is down at the 50. And down goes Beach at home. And welcome Summit to the Tennessee River, my friend. There you go. Such a huge win for Coach Coleman and the Summit Spartans. Again, I'm I'm holding my cool because we are in enemy territory. But just know that everyone listening inside, I am screaming and jumping for joy. But uh, here we go. We're shaking hands. What I was going to say is earlier on in the game when we, uh, we scored – I think it's funny. You got superstitious. Epley didn't want me to stand up. He made me sit back down at the end because last time I stood, they scored. So a little bit superstitious, but it worked. It paid off. We should be smiling right now. We're going to the quarter, or we're going to the semis, baby. The phones are lit in the student section as Summit victorious at Beach for the first time in school history. Uh, Defeating Beach, as you could tell, all the coaches' staff is uh, in a state of euphoria. You could see them across the way. A seven-point win, 36-29. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We come back. We'll give you the amazing stats, both offensively and defensively, for this team as now we make our way westbound to the Tennessee River. We'll see you in Henry County. We'll be back in a second. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. I can say I almost feel like I'm losing my voice and not. I think it's just now how cold I realize it is outside after a humongous win uh, for the Summit Spartans going on the road to beach. And now you pl- you're going to play another Great team in Henry County, but we're not going to look to Henry. As we know, we're going to head that way, as I mentioned. Um, A a hard-fought win, and I will tell you, you you could just see the players want to play. The team unity um, for Coach Coleman, Melton, those guys do so well of keeping those players engaged. As I see Mo Patton on the field now uh, talking to some of the Summit coaches it seemed like they never got flustered when it the 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 you felt like the boat was tipping a little bit. Uh, you, the pendulum swung, as I mentioned, seven points to Beach. Beach at one time you thought maybe would co fourteen, and it's yes, I think it's the defense for Melton six possessions, only three touchdowns. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is because on the flip side. Matt's going to kind of give you his analysis on it. But when you hear these stats for Destin Wade, it's every single play. It just seemed like the moment was never too big for him. And remember, he lost this game in triple overtime as, as, as a player here two years ago, 2018. Wade, it was 45-42. He remembers it. in the rain. They said in the rain. And, and, and it was one of those situations where I think Wade probably revisited. And, Matt, you know as a player in these big games, you've been in the Rose Bowl, but you kind of got to revisit or somehow re- refire uh, the booster or, or, or know this is how we're going to have to do it to execute. And it was a great win for both uh, the defense and the offense tonight for Summit. It really was. And starting with the offense, the 
the the encouraging thing more than anything for me has been the, the that we saw a very dominant passing game tonight from the Summit Spartans. Wade was 13 of 16 for 218 yards and four touchdowns, one of those being the game-winning touchdown. And it's just so encouraging because, again, three of those – so he's 13 for 16 – you know, one of them was a drop pass. I mean, Destin Wade was nearly perfect tonight, and I think the the biggest drive for me, obviously that winning drive at the end, you know, the creme de la creme, but, but going back to the end of the first half when they scored and shifted that momentum back, again, because we were knocking on the, uh, the door to score, and they stopped us on the one-yard line, and then they drove – 97 yards to score Mm. so for for us to drive down and score it took the momentum and power back in our hands and it changes the halftime speech for the coaches because you know now you feel like you're 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 tied or winning a halftime instead of like oh crap we got it we got our back against the wall we're down by a score and we're giving the ball back to them so those two drives were were huge and game changers and obviously a game winner it's um I've been here a long time, man, just coming here and just to see that kind of performance, it, the will to win and from, from the offensive linemen too. I mean, they, they, they sustained their blocks, right, Matt? Uh, I mean, Wade had some time to throw those long third-down conversions. He, one was at midfield. He hit Jolly, and then another third down after Wade takes a sack, and we go, what? And really, the only there's only been I think two plays Wade would like to have back. The fumble that he could have released it out in the flat to uh, Hendricks, he, he pulled it down, and, and like you said, he didn't hold it in, inside the pocket. It was it was outside a little bit, and they knocked it out and got the ball back. Yep. And the other one was taking the sack for 18 yards. When you're on the five yard line, he tried to do so much, he kept rolling back. But then once again, it seemed to me like Wade just kind of goes, okay, like it's nonchalant. Like <laughs> you're right, you're I'm, right. And, in, and in, not in a braggadocious way, like not in that kind of kind of, kind of way, but confident, like, hey, we got it. We're, we're cool. I watched him do this in a shootout the first game of the year against Indy, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it was like Destin Wade, and, and really Melton was trying to get a grip on uh, like the defense. This is the COVID situation. You didn't have many practices leading into it. Wade recreated the wheel. Bam, 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 bam. And it was just amazing to see that, and now you – you watch him, and you think, okay, ever, you, you saw the Columbia game. A lot of people listening saw Columbia, and you think you can't stop Destin Wade. You even said, if you stop running, what's going to happen? Well, you've got somebody now. I don't know how you stop him. If he throws like he did tonight, receivers catch the ball, yeah, you have one or two drops. The offensive lineman stays on their blocks like they did in the second half. Let me look, for, for example. Four possessions, three touchdowns, and if it went, and Wade Wade lost the ball on the first drive and knocked out of his hand. That's yep. that's those are the drives for Summit. Touchdown, 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 and a fumble on the four yard line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, tonight the the only time the Spartans were stopped were when the Spartans stopped the Spartans. The it, it truly was a pleasure to watch Destin Wade tonight on so many levels. I'll say right now, he's only a junior. Whichever college gets him, you're getting a true gem. 218 yards in the air with four touchdowns. 
194 yards on the ground with one touchdown. So let me just do some math here. That is 404 total yards for Destin Wade and five touchdowns. And guess how many touchdowns they scored? Five touchdowns. So, and Beach gives up 12. And Beach game. gives up 12 a game. That, I mean, that's when you, you say, but I don't, I don't, yeah, a player single-handedly took over the game, but the offensive line and the receivers really allowed him to do that tonight. Oh, yes, they did. That's what I'm, uh, we, 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 we mentioned that a couple times. You're right, Matt. There, it's not just Destin Wade. Jolly caught great passes. And I'll tell you this. I'll agree with you. I know it's the best catch of 2020. It is. If anyone's got footage on uh, Brady Pierce catching that clothesline when he was kind of stumbling backwards like he got annihilated with the with the right arm and he was leaning back and he still let it go in the bread basket. It's um the the it's it's unbelievable. The the cool thing and you know just just expanding on this a little bit more. The cool thing about that is the series before uh, Brady Pierce dropped the first down, which was their only three and out of the night. Mm-hmm. So I guarantee you as a player, Brady went up to him and said, that's my bad. It'll never happen again. And then the, the very next drive, uh, you know, or, or the, right before the second half, he makes a catch that honestly most NFL players couldn't, couldn't catch. It. It, it was phenomenal. And like Epley said, if you get a chance to see that catch, I highly recommend it because not only is it one of the best high school catches I've ever seen, it's one of the best football catches I've ever seen. And it shifted the momentum completely back into Summit's ball court. Yeah. So now we uh, we get a short Thanksgiving, Matt. Um, I, that's that's the way I wanted it. Good, I, I know family listens. I know your family listens as well. And unfortunately, you got to cut it short. And we got to head westbound uh, to Henry County, which Beach defeated Henry County earlier this year uh, in a very close game. So, so we're in for another nail biter, theoretically. Well, Henry County's going to bring it. They've they've also if you if you think about when. when expanded columbia was really at the top for for four to five years at that same time would have been beach has always been consistent and really beat columbia a couple of times in the state this is before the reseeding happened where you play the the regions against each other but with that being said henry county's always been the other one Uh, those are the outs, Henry County has always been consistent, the programs and, and what they do. So it's not going to be an easy task, but you don't expect it to be when you get to the final four teams. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, just like Coleman said, the first thing he said, if, if the team against Hillwood shows up tonight, we'll win. If the team against Columbia Central shows up tonight, we probably won't. So I'm sure he'll say something similar next week. If, if, if the same team shows up uh, next week that showed up tonight, they should get the victory, and it's going to be so exciting. And I can't reiterate this enough: how much fun I'm having oh, with you. Oh, I appreciate you. it. No, it's you're great, man. You're how much? I mean, dude, this is just so fun for me, and just such a breath of fresh air when I have so many friends back on the West Coast who are sitting at home listening to this, wishing they were yep. doing what we were doing. But not only is it just being out here and being around the game. It's Summit's so good and so fun to watch, and they have a phenomenal player. And just watching all of them gel, it truly is a pleasure to watch. So, I just feel blessed to, to do it. So I'm going to sign off on this, but if you have anything else to say, great. I got to ask 
I don't tell, I'm not a storyteller like you. So I'm going to do the best I can right. without any name calling here. Uh-huh. I got asked when I was here, Summit brought your Summit team. I said, yes. And he said, um, who, who's the quarterback? And it's a very important figure, uh, a guy on the opposing side. He's very important. Or it would be in the in the in this, and I think he um, found out who um, who the quarterback was. And I would say it may have made a catapult him to to winning Mister Football. Uh, uh, he's a finalist, and and I would I'd be hard pressed to find someone who did any better than he did tonight for the team. But I just thought that was interesting and now i think i'm sure everyone i mean if you're here at the stadium because once again you saw a million eye rolls every single time he he, he, he touched the ball so yeah it's we'll uh see. you know everyone uh, can use a slice of humble pie at some point in their life and, and and tonight i was glad to see the spartans uh hand it over because uh looking back on my career i remember a lot of big games but but it's the ones that i lost that truly humbled me that that changed a lot of things, and uh, tonight for the the Spartans to be able to do that in the beach house is a big, big deal, and I'm glad I was here. Me too. So we'll be back next week for sure. We're down to the final four. We'll start the broadcast at 645. We'll go live from Henry County. That's where we were designated to go, and we're going to be there with bells and whistles, uh, and hopefully one more game, and the – Summit can return uh, to the state championship. So thanks for tuning in to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. Your final score here, 36-29 from Shackle Island Stadium. Coming up next, TriStar Friday Night Live Playoff Edition with JP and Coach Mike with the scores all across Middle Tennessee and the latest breakdown on the playoff brackets. This has been a Front Porch Radio production on TriStar Sports Radio Network. For Matt Rogers, I'm Mike Epley. Good night. Summit Spartan Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by Quick Mart, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental, Franklin Kubota, Right Care Clinic, Game Time, DB's Pizza, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Sands Fence Company, Tin Pin Alley, Parks Motor Sales, and by The Garbage Man.